So this is the first you and I podcast. We've got David, um, who's obviously going to be hosting with myself. My name's Lee, and we've got Danny, uh, the owner of Unleash Fitness. Um, just going to start off with just by asking how are you? How, how's it going, mate? All right. Good lad. Good you? stuff. Yeah, not bad. It's a first one, like so. It's a bit bit mad, like, but um, just going to try and be as open as we can, as you know, um, as I've already explained on like other posts and things like that. If we get deep, we get deep. If we cry, we cry. Exactly. Um so yeah, I just want you to tell like the people who are gonna be listening or who are listening, just like a little bit about yourself, what you do. And we can go into like what we've been doing over the past few weeks and yeah. how like my resilience has, has built up and how it's helped me definitely tenfold over there. Just it's only been like four weeks since we've been seeing it, hasn't it? So but yeah, just just tell everyone a bit about yourself. Yeah, so um I'm Danny Baker. Um, been in the military, been in the army for seven years, three months, seven years, four months, something like that. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm a PTI within the army, within my regiment. So, what I've done is try to bring my military knowledge of fitness and bring it to the civilian world and try and bring something new to the table. So, that's why I've started Unleash Fitness. Yeah. Unleash me and I'm bringing in the inner beast. Bringing yeah. in the inner beast out here, if you know what I mean. I was gonna say as well, because like when we've done them, <coughs> when we've done them workouts and stuff, it's a, it is a different level. And I say, I say to David as well, and like when I have put it on, you think you think you've trained, definitely. Like I I train all the time and stuff, but like when you're doing them sessions with yourself, mate, um, and I suppose it's with like any other PT in the army as well. How difficult it can be, but it's always breaking them mental barriers yeah. and stuff so like you, that. You've done it? that. You've then go in the gym, you like get up first thing in the morning, get the gym. Yeah. And you come back and you're like, good little session, that good little session. But like, it, it's like you've done a good little session. Yeah. Comes yeah. out after a session with you, man, and he's like, I'm feeling that. <laughs> no, usually, you know, when, you, know when you're feeling it the yeah, next day, different. he's feeling it as soon as he's got yeah. back, do you know what I mean? As soon as he's sat in the car, got back, he's like, I've felt it today. And that's, like, that's the difference with me, though, because I do, most PTs will try and bring somebody up, progress them. Yeah. Um, and that's not a that's not the wrong thing. Um, everybody obviously eats to their own, but the way the way I've been trained, as to say, in yeah. every aspect of fitness is through in the deep end. I was going to yeah. say then, like with that, then sorry to interrupt, like the benefits from it, because we obviously you speak heavily a lot about mental resilience, and that's massive. I think in in any aspect, and again we've spoken about it when we were doing the boot camps the other week. We had other lads there from the military, yeah. and like you said, the seizures it sounds you can you can use. You can use this stuff in everyday life. It's all about like that bounce back. Yeah, it's like that discipline and it's, it helps with like organisation and stuff like that. You know, it's exactly what I And a routine. Yeah. I mean, sometimes yeah, you've got to do new things and that, but it's keeping that mindset in a routine and having organisation yeah. in, yeah. in everyday life. Like, That's it. Like when you were in school, if you forgot your, your pen and stuff like that, it puts you in that, put you in that mind state oh, no. to say, if I will you, not, I will not forget, forget my pen. If you forget your pen in the army, you're doing extra duties. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You're working on the weekend if you forget your pen and your yeah. notebook. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it was just like when I forgot my water the other week. What did, what did you, you made me do like 10 or 20 burpees. Exactly. Because exactly. I've watched videos as well, it's like as simple as being organised on a day, it's just as simple as just getting up and making your bed, things like that, making your bed, having a structure to your day yeah. and stuff. But like the benefits, does it go deeper? What you do, obviously, you got the mental resilience side. But um, does it go any deeper than what than, than just that, or, or is that just like the whole aspect? Does it cover? So the whole aspect is obviously the mental resilience being the main part. You mm. got to think of how many people actually do struggle, and obviously with this lockdown thing, it's came out that everybody wants to train because of the 
you know, the mindset, the, you know, the, the whole, um, what's it called? The I feel like it almost becomes like a trend, doesn't it? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what, that's what I put up well, on if you have to adapt your, So if you have to adapt what you're doing training-wise, whereas you want everyone to go into beast mode and stuff, but if you have to, like, identify, yeah, some people are there just to basically break their mental barriers yeah. rather than yeah. getting physically fit. Yeah. And if you have to adapt the way you're constructing your training or anything like that, or is it just like... Yeah, see, I don't... I don't like to them. So I always give people the warning before they come to me. Yeah. That it is it is different with me, yeah. and some people will love it, some people won't love it. You know, there was um, somebody on one of the boot camps I had. They said it weren't for them, and that's yeah. that's that's yeah. all good. But yeah. they still completed it. They still yeah. done it. Yeah. So as much as they didn't like it, they still done what I told them to do. Yeah. And that that in itself was was. And does hard. that give you gratitude as well? Like, yeah, I'm I'm over, I'm over the moon with it because I know it's not easy. Like what I'm. What I'm trying to get people to do is only a fraction of what soldiers, yeah. especially in yeah. my battalion, actually do. You've got to think that these lads, these lads are running miles in boots. Yeah. And then they're going back and they're putting a 25 kilo bigger on the backs yeah. and they're going again. And I yeah. can't, <laughs> I, I can't describe the pain. Yeah. It's, it, you know, your shoulders are bleeding from the inside. Your legs are about to fall off. Yeah. Your, your head is arguing with you. It's just it's telling you stop, stop, stop. But you know if you stop. It's that UVU moment in it, and then then yeah, sounds like yeah. and then again, like you said, it's cheesy as it sounds. It's, it is going back to that everyday lifestyle. You you versus you kind of thing. And I mentioned the post the other day, uh, on the All Things Mental Health page, where it was just, it is. It's horrible. Even just from like sometimes getting up out of your bed to fucking trying to try and complete your day and. and it is hard and then having to then like do extra on top of yeah. like that i couldn't even imagine at the minute carrying a 25 kilogram no. <laughs> the, new, the new fitness test was in the army is 40 kg 40 kg on the back for 4k and the worst thing about it is it's a slow pace so the lads are feeling every single bit of if it's, yeah. it's if it's faster you can get it done quicker so if yeah, yeah. you know if, if i could and it weren't affecting the their fitness test, I would definitely try and speed it up for them. Yeah. To make them feel better because the pain, honestly, when you've got that on your back, is brutal. Yeah. And then they drop it down from forty kilos, and then they go into a twenty-five kilo on the back, two k best effort. And I'm telling you, like, and it doesn't stop there. This test goes on for about two and a half hours. Yeah. So, it is brutal. Mate. It's heavy. It's mad. It's mad. Yeah. But um, just just totally going off subject now. Obviously, it's something that we've said that we were going to discuss in that, but. How are, you, how are you like juggling everything? Because I know, I think you mentioned to me as well that you're gonna, are you planning on like leaving in a year and things yeah, like that? So or, or looking on planning over the like the next whatever. But the plan is to be out just after the beginning of the next, well, the end of next year, shall I say. Yeah. The plan is to be out at the end of next year. Um, me personally, I just think I've grew out of it. Because I was gonna say, like, how, how are you doing it in a sense of. Because I see, like, every morning on, like, your Instagram about, you, you know, at least yeah. five. Obviously, I know you've got two kids and stuff and a missus, but I think if, if you didn't have that anyway, you'd still be, me knowing you, you'd still be yeah. up, out every day, six o'clock, yeah. and doing it. Like, how are you finding that balance? Because you've got to work, entertaining people, family life, kids, and that. Like, it, I can imagine it to be <coughs> stressful at times, definitely. It is stressful, mate. Like, I, I can't deny it. Like, it is really stressful. Sometimes... 
like the video showed you before, showed them a little video. I was trying, <laughs> I was in the middle of trying to record me doing a video for Instagram. Yeah. And it was just the whole thing was going tits up. Yeah. It was five o'clock in the morning. I was fucking shattered. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It is. It is stressful. But the thing is, if I break it, if I if I break something that I'm doing, so if I take something out of that, yeah. And I can't fill it. I feel worse for work. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. So I feel like, like yeah, you need, you still I, need. Yeah, that I need, I need to, to I need to be up. I need to be on the motorway getting to work. I need to do my PT. Yeah. I need to make sure the lads are at their, their, the standard that they're gonna be at. I yeah. need to get them to that standard. Then obviously the kids, my missus. Go sure back to that like, start. What we were saying then earlier on about like that structure, having that structure in your life, and yeah. how how important it is because I think people just float, don't they? Day to day, and I'm not saying everyone needs to go to the gym or needs to be like. I've fitness. done it myself, and I do it a lot. No, yeah. just, just, just getting by. You yeah. know, just waking up, just doing what generally needs to be done, but not going out my way to, to do just break, It's breaking that glass exactly. ceiling, and yeah. then like stepping out that comfort zone, and like even like the other week going to that boot camp, lad. I was, I was like, I was anxious anyway. I'd been up all night, <laughs> but I think like my mindset was. I'm shit myself here, and I was, and that this is like me being open and honest and me telling you for yeah. the first time because you, he knew I wasn't writing yet. I yeah. was just staying in space, away, and he was like, "I've got yet, I've got yet," and that's boss for you, that. <coughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I, I text him in the morning, and I was just like, "Lad, I'm not up for this." He was like, "Listen, I'm not bothered about your fitness today. Just turn up, yeah, and just give it everything you got, like I always ask." And I wasn't in the right frame of mind. But now I know what to expect from a session. Yeah, yeah. It makes it a lot yeah. easier. Gotta think of you. The first step of anything mm. is getting out of bed in the morning. Mm. If you're getting out of bed in the morning, and you're getting up, you know, no matter if you're feeling good or feeling crap, if you're getting up, that's the that's the start of your morning right there. Yeah. So the next step is what am I gonna do? With my day. What, yeah. what? That's it. If you're getting out in the rain, for instance, like we do a lot of when when I'm taking these boot camps. If you can get out in the rain and get thrashed in the rain for an hour, yeah, you can literally do anything because that's what it is a flashing. Yeah, it's non-stop fitness, and you know there's I've had I've had a lot of nice messages actually of, of people saying about um it's helping their their mental mindset. That's yeah. good. That's yeah. good. And it's good for me because that's what I'm trying to get at. But they feel like they're getting stronger. So yeah, I'm yeah. It's nice. <laughs> we were at the beach. <laughs> I come back and told you didn't I? And I was telling me ma, I said. Like the cone that you put on, <laughs> how far is that fucking cone? Because <laughs> we, we uh, had to look, run. Lad, uh, I'm gonna be honest, you. like, I don't, I had no measure with me. So <laughs> it, was a good, it was a good 100 meter sprint out and spr- 100 meter yeah. sprint back, like, and then he was doing he was doing exercises in between, he was, yeah. he was, he was carrying each other to, to that point and back, like, do you know what I mean? It was. Because my, my legs were done, I felt sorry for the lad who, who had me. And I, I was just, I said, I can't go anymore. And he made a lad carry me on his nah, back. It was funny, you know. See, so he's, a, he's a soldier himself, so he, actually, he, he knows what's coming his way, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he's a good kid anyway, so. Yeah, you turn up, though, with like, like Tom Hanks off cast away. <laughs> 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 I was dressed in ruins, and he just come in, and he was just like, lad. <laughs> I was like, sitting there, like, good session, lad, he went. Not talking. I don't want to talk about it. Oh no, it was good though. I would advise, like definitely anyone, to at least try and have a go. Like you say, some people are like it, some people won't. And like a couple of people have mentioned, even like family, even like David, as he said, I want to give it a go. But even you said you're not, you're not quite there yet, are you? In terms of like where you want to go with like your fitness and stuff. I mean, I played footy for the first time in a long time the other day, and 
that ruined me. Do you know what I mean? But I didn't stop. Usually, I'm yeah. lying on the floor now because yeah. it just went work. And like, I didn't take. I don't take it too serious. Yeah. But then this time, I just didn't stop. Usually, I'm on the floor giving it a minute or two. And I was like, no. <laughs> and I was blowing proper blowing up my ass. But I was like, I'm just gonna keep going. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. Getting dead competitive. But then I know that's. I'm gonna get through to that point where I'm just gonna go. Yeah. Just I'm just, just get me in. Just get me involved, and I'm just gonna. Yeah. Once you get involved you know, once. That's it. Yeah. It is like an it is an addiction because I like again like I, I, I go to the gym and things like that, but I've always liked that like spice in me training, something different, and I think that's why I've always loved like the Thai boxing and yeah. stuff when we used to train years ago with that, and it's just something different. It's a variety, yeah. And that's, again, that's what he offers with like not just the boot, the ones to ones, the boot camps, the core workouts. Yeah. And what was it that you were saying before as well? Um. I don't know if you were like in, you're gonna try and like introduce like more things in the yeah, future. Yeah, so what I'm looking on doing in the future is maybe next summer is doing like a tour type thing. So going around, so we've got all these gyms in Liverpool. Yeah. If if I can get around all these gyms, um, a few military PTIs get a little team of us together. We've already had a little speak about it. Um, go to these gyms and have it as if like it's a it's kind of like a, a knockout thing between the gyms in Liverpool. So the little contest going on yeah. brings everybody that little bit closer, doesn't it? So yeah, yeah. If this gym's got 40, 30 people, they'll bring their 30, 40 people to my boot camp. Yeah. They'll go away. We'll see how many people broke at that yeah. boot camp. Then right. we'll go to the next gym and then we'll add it all up. Who's got the strongest people in yeah. the gym? Yeah. And it's That's just a good. bit of banter for Liverpool, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, especially yeah. With, with the lockdown and stuff and when they've closed all the gyms and that. Yeah. You know, all the gyms seem to have got to got together and, you know, they're resilient in, you know, making sure that they were open. Well, like that little and community. That, that, that commu- sense of community is a big thing. And doing that, I think it's a great idea. That'd be doing brilliant. That, yeah. I think you were telling me about it before. And it, it's just, it's like, it'd be, uh, what's the word for it? Like, stiff competitions or, or like, yeah. a really good, like, I think it'll push them as well. To, yeah. To, the competitiveness will push them as well. The best thing, the best thing about it is that, hopefully, the way I've got it planned in my head, um, hopefully it goes that way. But yeah. the way I've got a plan in my head of eventually these people from the different gyms they're gonna meet each other. Yeah. And then it it it, it, it makes a, a friendship a little bit stronger meeting somebody else, doesn't it? Yeah. Then you know this person from that place, that person yeah. from that place. And you, you just know more people and it's always exactly, good, yeah. good to know as many yeah. people as you yeah. can, yeah. do you know what I mean? No, that's brilliant, that might. Um Yeah, now to like I don't know, like the deep questions Let's now. Go. Yeah. <laughs> it's Let's not go. not on anything specific that like I wanna know or, or like maybe anyone else would wanna know, but I think like what Give I it had, to me. What <laughs> I had in mind is just like um, I don't know when when did you when would you say you first first started like recognizing like things weren't like right mentally in like that anxiety, anxiety yeah. bit of depression. Would you would, would it be safe to say as well like yeah like again known each other for years like a bit of <laughs> anger issues in that sense as well. <laughs> yeah. So. Would, like, Growing up, growing up was a hard one because obviously, as you know, I was in and out of foster care and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, fucking hell, I'm gonna start crying. Uh. <laughs> no, so it's obviously, that's it, mate, isn't it? So, but obviously, go, going in uh, foster care, and then, um, obviously, my mum loved the sauce at the time, she loved the juice. Yeah, um, I didn't really have no proper family around at the time. So, from a young age, um, the anxiety was always there because I was always like, okay, where's my mum? Where's my dad? You know, my sister at the time, we was in different foster foster homes at the time. So it was kind of like, you know, where is she at? Yeah. What's going on? And then you're introduced to everybody's family, shall I say. So the people I was living with, I was I was introduced to their family. So then I'd see these people on, on Christmas. And then 
you know, you'd, you'd see them all like a family community, and I'd be that little one in the corner thinking, why don't I have this? Why, why aren't they like, yeah. as much as they try and include you, you're not part of the family, yeah. so you're always an outcast. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, even so if that, it's not intentional. Yeah, yeah. so it's even, exactly, it's just, it's just natural, isn't it? Yeah. You know, this person's not part of us, so, yeah. so yeah, it, it does stay with you, and then, um, that's where the anger issues come into play, <laughs> so obviously, yeah. But it's, it's understandable though, isn't it, as well, lad? How old were you as well? I'm presuming it was a young age because. Oh, mate, it was, yeah, it was about five, six, I think, when I first got taken away. That's what I'm saying, and then, like, you're that age, and then you obviously you're worrying about your mum and dad, and then, like, you, yeah. you're, you're, you're touching on, like, your sister. It's almost like you're taking on, like, that. Was your sister older or younger than you as well? Younger, lad. So then you're taking yeah. on that responsibility then of your little sister, aren't you? That's At it, such yeah. a young age, yeah. you've almost be, got to become, like, not just like a brother or like a figure, but like a like a father figure, a parent mm. in a sense. You know what I mean? It's a, it's mad. But yeah, sorry, mate. Go ahead. But yeah, it just um it carried on. It progressed. Obviously, got to senior school. That was my temper was ridiculous in in senior school. I was a completely different person back then than what I am now. I think a lot of people would say the same thing. Yeah, you know what I mean? definitely. Yeah. Um, but it's like you know you grow out of it, don't you? I I got lucky because obviously coming out of coming out of a foster home going back to me mum at the time um but she was still obviously drinking crazy amounts at the time um it ended up going down a downward spiral again yeah but i got lucky mate because i had all my mates parents around me yeah yeah like i had some strong women around me mate like yeah. you know my mates mums and that they took me in um mate they, they provided for me like they, they nice. done everything for me don't yeah. and then um i obviously went to live with one of my best mates' mums, um, stayed there for a couple of years. <sighs> Love her the world, always will be. And the same with my auntie and uncle, they took me in. Um, so realistically, I have, you know, you a, co- a couple of a couple of more sisters and a brother because I grew up. Yeah. yeah. Calling, calling these. Yeah. You know, me obviously, two two of them are my cousins anyway, but you know, they're my sisters, um, and that's the way it is. Like I noticed that as well. I think I, I can't remember. What a, what pub it was on the ice days, but I think, I think the night before I was due to like go for a tie fight and it was your birthday. Do you remember yeah, me turning yeah, up? Yeah, yeah. I went training and come to your birthday, but even like we just mentioned that, and I've just had like a little flashback. It was like you could see how there was loads of people there, but you could see how tight everyone was or how tight. Yeah. You knew everyone in the room, but like how people were with you as yeah. well, and you you could see that with just with your training. So essentially, it's like you didn't have that family aspect, but in a way, yeah, you still had that. That's what, you know what I mean. That's what's that's what's crazy. I mean, like I, I can't. It's weird. I think about it all the time, mate, and it's like, I got so lucky, mate, yeah. so lucky because everybody else that had been in my shoes, you know, you know the way to go. Yeah, you go on, yeah. They go, go on a downward spiral and stay that way. Mm. But I had some unreal people around me i think i well, can't thank any of them there's two yeah. always two ends of the spectrum with it with people with that we've had that sort of background and lifestyle yeah. where they'll either go the way where they'll follow that path that they've been brought up with you know because it's like seems to be an easier option but some of them use it as like fuel to, to better force, themselves yeah. yeah and they end up becoming you know a, a best person what they ever thought they could you know yeah. what i mean so with, with yourself when was the like the, the trigger to say no let's do something with this let's Let's channel all the all what's going on. So the first, one. the first initial thing in my life was I was going to be a fighter. You yeah. know, obviously, I I I've been fighting my whole life, as Lee as Lee knows. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I done the Thai, I started training MMA, 
didn't quite get there with the LMA because I hated the ground game. Yeah. Um, switched to boxing because of an injury. Um, and then from there, mate, it just the injury wasn't going away. So I was like, what do I do here? And then kind of put on the spot. That's Twenty years old, joined the army. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then that was that was it from there, mate. Yeah. <laughs> the army, the yeah. army just fucking grabbed me. Did you um, just going back to like your mum and dad and that? Do you still speak to them and things or? <sighs> so do you know what, mate? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so yeah, so my dad is you know he's my stepdad, but he's my dad nonetheless. Do you know what I mean? He, he is my dad. Um. My mum, I've got a good relationship with my mum now. Yeah, that's uh, good. That's I've been building on that relationship over the last couple of years. Obviously, you grow up, don't you? And you just when you're growing up, when you're younger, you hold a lot of things against these people, don't you? Like yeah. you're like, why, why didn't she do this? Why? And then you yeah. don't realize until you get older. It holds it's you an back illness. In a sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, an illness, mate. And like, you know, it's the same with me. For you know, for I'd use my temper again. That's an illness for me. Was yeah. once yeah. an illness because I could never control it. Yeah. Um. But I had so much hair to me at the time that the only way I could do it, yeah. being this little fifty-five kilo fella, was, was just fighting. Yeah, it was just yeah. it was just fighting, and it was the. And I, do you know what made it horrible? Because you think back and you think I was a dickhead back then, man. Because mm-hmm. you you know you say some horrible things, you do some horrible things, and you think if I could see these people again, I would say sorry. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, I remember you say it as well. Like when you've touched on it and like said, like there's been times just like. When you're saying about the fighting and stuff like that, it hasn't been always in a controlled environment. Yeah. No, you know no, what I mean? Yeah. It, it's, you know, it, there's things that are escalated outside just, you know, yeah. in everyday life where you've just flipped the switch and you've just wanted to. Yeah. That's it, mate. Yeah, it's, it's been a couple of times. He's, he's been with me on one of the occasions. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. um... And it's, it, it's mad as well because, like, with him saying that, like, with that situation, obviously, without going into too much detail and stuff, it was like, it was. For me, it was like so almost like difficult to like grasp because I've never, mm-hmm. I've, ne- I've, been, I've never like been like around or anything like that. But obviously, knowing and understanding now, and there's obviously like a little, a little bit more that I didn't know what you were saying there mm-hmm. as well. You get you, you get a better understanding. Yeah. It's like right, okay, do you know what I mean? Um, but with you saying as well, like it's good that you, <coughs> you have that like relationship with your mark because almost like, it holds you back. But in a sense, as well, you've almost got to accept what what are that what's happened. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Because if you, it's all that pent up anger, it's all grudges, it's resentment in a way, and it's like this isn't doing me any favors yeah. here. Do you know what I mean? And it's it is mate. You grow up. The kids, the kids change. The, the kids change it. Obviously, yeah. um, you got kids. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. yourself <laughs> when, when you've got when you've got kids, mate. To change it. Yeah, like, it's a completely different mindset. I can't ever, ever, ever put my kids. What what I kind of went through yeah. in a sense with everything, money being being the main thing as well. Like I don't want to be that parent that says I can't get you this month. Yeah. And I wait till next month, son. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, <coughs> it, it it really gets me. Yeah. It's like it's what I think I'll be eventually when I have kids and that. I think that's a, I think I'll be like that. You'll probably be a bit like that, or, or you yeah, are a bit. I you was, are I was, like that. Man was more like it was just a big case of growing up once once. No, I have kids, you know what I mean? It's just a case of, right, I need to switch on now yeah. and I start need to do things not for me now. Yeah. You know, I, I couldn't hold down a job properly or nothing, you know, because it was just like, oh, I'm not bothered. Yeah. And then the sense of responsibility just itching. It's like, I've got no choice but to provide now. So yeah. that, that's always the thing as well, that the, the switch, having kids can, can do that, you know what I mean? And yeah. It's completely down to each individual, though, to be honest. No, yeah. that's it. What would you say then? 
Like, what, what's the Danny now like? Me, <coughs> I'm laid back. Um, laid back, family man, and just, no, I don't really go out, mate. Um, see, see the lads, obviously, you know, if they don't come here, I'll go training with them. Yeah. I'll go and see them, go and see their kids. Yeah. Um, relationship with them, still, still perfect. Still got a perfect relationship with the lads, but I don't like to, to go out. I just yeah. want to... I've found chill. as well though, your, your social side as well though, is the communication to do with work though as yeah. well, you know, you're constantly communicating back and forth yeah. with me, whether it's work related or, you know, just yeah. a general conversation, but he always says, is like, you know, he's always keeping tabs, making sure I'm alright, this, that yeah. and the other, and that's part of the social side to it as well as the professional side, yeah. obviously with you being so busy, that's kind of, a, of an escape to, to have that social you know, communication and yeah. relationship rather than just constant work. Yeah. Brought it brought our friendship back, mate. I was, I was just I was just about to say that then because we <coughs> we stopped speaking for years and obviously yeah. like family lived next door to yourself and stuff and then like we we'd see each other past this that. but then I was I was getting in a rut then where it was like I would and speaking on the flip side about like um the way you just like chilling and stuff. I just I, I love a drink and then it, you start sinking deeper and deeper. I'm not, I wouldn't say I was a, I'm not an alcoholic or anything, but it's just like boredom, it's mate. binge drinking, it's, it's boredom, yeah. it's it's that social side of things, and it's like well, there's nothing else to do, so I might as well just crack open a thing or yeah. or open a bottle. Definitely, yeah. But then like since these past four weeks, since again getting reconnecting with Danny, it's just been like. Just try your best to pull away from that, and it's right in this, yeah. in this, because I, I'll only be my best or be the best version of myself, and he, he knows as well. It's like when I'm training, when I'm doing what I'm doing, when I love doing what I'm doing, I, I get the best version out of myself. I'm, yeah. I'm not moody, I'm not cranky, I'm just like, because again, as everyone knows, alcohol is a depressant in it, and amongst other things as well. Yeah. Um, and it's just yeah, the, the past few weeks is just. I would say been been like brilliant, um, yeah. but yeah. What would you say then? Obviously, would you leave and setting up a business? But like, <coughs> whether that would be people who were who were just leaving because the way like army, the way the army is now or like the military, you find that sometimes when people come out, you've got no idea what to do, and it, it's sad to see yeah. that like quite a lot of military men are like either homeless yeah. or they just go off the rails or whatever yeah. and. Again, that's like no offense to ex-military men or whatever. But what would you say for people who are like coming out? What What was your aim? Because you obviously yours is the fitness. What would you say do just in like a general aspect? Yeah. That's a hard one, mate. Because when you're in the army, you kind of like you're not muddy coddled, but you get told this is the best place on the planet. This is the only place for you. This is you're not gonna get no better than this. Look at what you're in, and you know, look at what you're doing, and especially for the young lads, the ones that are you know 17, 18, 19, going to 22, um, it fills their heads, yeah, with obviously a lot of doubt. So they might not necessarily like the army, like a lot of people don't, but they'll stay in and make themselves unhappy because they'll think that they're not better, yeah, they're not good enough to leave the army, yeah. So it's like for me, like obviously, when I get out and Keep trying to do what I'm doing. There's no, there's no, there's no definite answer that it's gonna pay off. Yeah, I've just gotta, just gotta try. Yeah. I'm at that age now, mate. Where you know, twenty eight. The soldier aspect for me, 
So the soldiering aspect meaning being out in the field for weeks on end, being soaked to the core, being more or less starved if you'd like to say, you know, you you're undernourished, you're not you're not you're not eating enough. Mm. And the rations, all that good stuff. And then like I said, <laughs> then like you've got you know, you've got your warm kit and I can guarantee in some of these shit holes, you're it does not stop raining, mate. Mm. You know, when you're in when you're away in Brecon, yeah, it will rain and fucking snow and it'll do all kinds of mad stuff in a matter of seconds. And then all your all your warm kit, all your fucking all that kit all soaked. And I'm too old for that now. Yeah. I'm at the point where I wanna look after myself. Yeah. And the army can destroy your body in, in, in mad ways you can never imagine, trust me. Yeah, that's the thing as well, like what you're saying there, <coughs> just see just playing by ear, seeing what what's best yeah. whilst, you know, testing the water now for when you do go fully into CV life and stuff yeah. like that. Because some of them do but it is a case is it like planning? You know, do you plan just thinking about it? Is it like people come out and then just like get See, themselves in a rut because they've got no plan of action. People do do that. Because I was going to say, like, it seems that you've got a plan. Yeah. And again, not many people would want to go down that route, but I would definitely, I would think, and that you, you just yeah. said it there and you've probably done it without yeah. realising is, you're like, here's what I'm going to do, this is what I want. And it, again, yeah. it falls back to that mindset of going, ah, shit, I'm leaving in a year or I'm leaving, I'm not going to be here forever or I, I won't be able to yeah. because of my age. What there's, there's got to be things, it's baby steps, obviously, but a long term aspect. Well, for me, obviously, I've got mate, I've got plan A, B, C, D. You've got to have the yeah. whole alphabet, do you know yeah. what I mean? Because we live in a real world and things don't always go to plan, do they? Yeah. And 99% of the time, they don't, yeah. let's be honest. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's, a, there's a number of things that I want to do, but there's no guarantee about any of them. Yeah, so, yeah. it's one of them where the army's good in the way where. When you from when you sign off, you have a year left in the army. Yeah. So if you can't find work within that year, you can always sign back on and yeah. stay in. So the security is there. You know, there's there's a lot of good things with the army in terms of that. That's what I was gonna get to. Like the, you know, it's always hard coming out of going from the army like to civil life and stuff like that. But surely there's definitely positives you can take going into civil life that benefits you. From being in the army over people who haven't been in the army, do you know? What yeah, I mean? it's yeah. Definitely, you think that you know, but there's actually not. It's mad. Um. So obviously, people just see everybody in in a uniform and think they all do the same job. Yeah. Obviously, for my job, you're an infantry soldier, so you know we're all fich. We're all fich. You know what I mean? <laughs> so the reason yeah. why we join the infantry in the first place, yeah, we're yeah. all fich. We've got nothing behind us, and we just. You know, we get told to do something, no matter how hard it is, we go and do it. Yeah. But then you've got, obviously, all the other regiments within the army where they've got a specific trade. You've got people that deal with radios, yeah. wagons, you know, mechanics, all that good stuff, chefs. Yeah. Um, so, realistically, they'll be the ones to get out and be okay because they yeah. have something behind them already yeah. within the army. The likes of us, we get the work we'll get is, like, normal security jobs. You know, I've got a yeah. few mates that have gone into the police, the fire brigade, um... And like private security. You're all limited, like, aren't you? Because there's yeah. only so many. Private security is normally where in. infantry soldiers will go, especially after either being to yeah. Iraq or Afghanistan. If they're looking to make good money, that's yeah. where they'll go. But once again, it's, it's working away. So, yeah. yeah. That's it. Um, I'm just trying to touch on other things as well. Is there anything else that you'd like to add, lads? Or? No, not really. It's just like. <clears throat> that's what I wanted, and it was more about the transition from. Army to civil life because I've got loads of family in the army yeah. on my dad's side. They're all um, they all live in the north northeast, um, 
and some of the stories you've heard, you've heard from them is just like harrowing, and it's like I'm one of them. As in know. camp in general, as in where they live, where they live. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, me, that's where they, that's where they're from. They're from Sunderland up in the northeast, but like they, they'd be based over like Germany and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, one. yeah. But like one of my cousins, he went AWOL from the army and stuff. Because, well, we're all guilty of that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was bad because he was just like came to Liverpool and and like we didn't have a clue and he got arrested. Because he, he, he was just the depression that and the yeah, like, and the, yeah. the, the so and all that kicked in. That is a really big thing, mate. Like I didn't one of the questions I was actually didn't really want to answer too much of was of this because with me still being in, I didn't yeah. want to say too much. You didn't want to dig deep too deep. But yeah. when it comes to the mental health side, mate, the army and I'll just be honest and I'll say how it is, the army is in such a bad place yeah i can't speak for every battalion and every regiment mm-hmm. i can't because obviously i don't see what theirs is like yeah but um it's important the stories, to know, though, the stories the stories don't cut it yeah because you, you you probably wouldn't believe it yeah um but mental health within the especially within these young lads um so i got a message last night obviously i won't say his name um only only a young lad with within my battalion and he was you know he was feeling really depressed he just asked if he wanted if he could have a chat with me and stuff yeah and of course yeah you know I, I gave him a chat and what i obviously told him to do some fitness and stuff like you know just just the normal stuff just trying mm-hmm. to be that like older brother if you you know if you like yeah <sighs> it's a touchy one man because you don't i don't know what i can say and what i can't say yeah but um if i was to if I was to advise any young lad, um, if they were joining the military, I'd say if you're joining the army, get a trade. Yeah. Um. You try and get something else. Try and get something, or go for the RAF like, or the navy because like um, the way the way the lads get treated, like I said, I can't say this for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. But you can sit. You can sit there and say that. Dogs get treated better. Yeah, that's and that's all. You know, that's 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 Madly. me. That's me saying. Say certain aspects. Yeah. It could be. It could be. It can be deemed as proper. Like, don't get me wrong. You have you have unreal hierarchy. Like you've got some good good fellas in charge. Yeah. But then you have some really fucked up idiots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you, you might like it. Like that will, for some strange reason, try and make a young fella's life hard. You got to remember. Some of these fellas that are up in them positions have been in the army since they was kids. Yeah. So they've never had experience in the outside world. Yeah. So they they've never so they don't have mates on yeah. in Civvy Street. They don't have a life in Civvy Street. So what they do is their little self being a child when they join the army, having not and having no mentality of a man. Yeah. They go in, they progress up the ranks, and then they become a bully. Yeah. 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 I mean? yeah. So because because they don't know what it's like in the real world, they become a bully yeah. to all the younger lads that's coming up. Yeah. But obviously for the likes of myself and a lot of other good lads that have joined the army, anybody with a little bit about themselves yeah. will normally leave the army because they won't be able to because take I'm not they won't be able, yeah, they won't yeah. be able to take the bullshit and then they get to the point where they're gonna flip out and get themselves in trouble. Yeah. It's like like you're saying, like with the kids and stuff. Oh well, can you join now? Is it like Harrogate at the age of sixteen? Harrogate, yeah, but this full time at like eighteen. These kids, these kids include Harrogate as the army. Um, 
realistically, you know, they can do what they want, but Harrogate is not the army, it's a college, yeah. you know what I mean? They'll do a certain phase, phase one, maybe they'll go to catch up through phase two, if that's what they're doing, going through the infantry. Yeah. But, um... Gets you prepared just, for that, don't it? But it doesn't prepare you for, like you say, the onslaught of what, what's about to happen, you yeah. know what I mean? Like you've got, like, I can't... There's some rules within the army, you know, that... It's just crazy, mate. Like, you know, you can't, you can't really. You'd think like your expectations of a soldier, big fella, you know, filling out his uniform. Most of most of the lads in the army and the infantry, like fifty seven to seventy something kilos. Yeah. You know, and you've got obviously you've got the lads who like, you know, we've got stacking a few pounds or whatever. But yeah, you know, it's like, and a lot of that is actually caused for the. For depression, it really is. You know, yeah. I've, I've seen, I've seen it. Yeah. Um. So lads putting on weight usually is depression because got to think these lads on the weekends. You know, they got nothing to do. That was me. I was gonna... That was I done that. Was, didn't they lost me really? Yeah. yeah. But that, and you can see like with loads of people whether it's in the army, see the way you <coughs> change like people's weight and stuff like that because of they don't they don't give a fuck about. Bodies yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. they just they're not, they're not bothered, they just want to get on the sauce or, yeah. or like or, or do whatever. And, and like, that's it, like it again, like the soul, like sold, and them boys can fucking drink as well. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> the drink, drinking culture is big in the army anyway, it always has been, but it's like you know, I don't drink myself, and you know, I'll always try and tell the lads not to have a drink, but they're grown men at the end of the day, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, with all the lads, obviously, especially all my mates within my regiments or whatever. I'm I'm there for them no matter what, right or wrong. I'm always there for them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But um, I'm lucky. I get to come home every night unless I've been unless I'm away. Yeah. With work, you know, away on exercise, away on tour, doing something like that. So, but these lads are stuck. They're confined to camp, and sometimes they don't get home for months, mate. They don't get to go home for months to see their missus or their kids. Yeah. And they don't get no. They're not getting no transport given to them by the army. They're paying for that out of their own pocket, but then they can. They can book a flight back to where they they're from. Yeah, I won't say where they're from, but they can book a flight to back back to where they're from. That flight cost them one hundred and twenty quid. So they've got plans on going home on a weekend. Mm. Next minute, Bye. some dickhead comes along and goes, <laughs> "Oi, you're on guard on Saturday." This fella's like, "No, I've got to get on to miss my family. I haven't seen my family in three months. Mm. I don't give a fuck. You're on guard." Yeah. He's not seen his family. Yeah. His money's gone down the drain, and it's ha- it's happened on on I can't I can't I can't count on many on on how many occasions it's actually happened, and I've been in the army a long time and it's happened on hundreds of occasions like you know it, it this stuff happens all the time. Yeah. Um, and that's it. They lose out on family. Family, 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 exactly. family life is is. And they don't quite understand it, it mate. Mm-hmm. Don't empathise about they it. They can midweek. So I can have plans with my with my family. I can have plans on with my family on the weekend, you know, going to do something. Midweek, they've turned around to me and go, "No, you're doing this." And I'm like, "No, listen, I've already booked something. I don't care what you've booked. Yeah. You're you're doing this. What job? What yeah. job in the world does that? Yeah, wrong. Seriously, what yeah. job in the world? Was what they... job comes up to you and goes, "Hey, you're gonna be stacking these shelves on Saturday." Yeah. <laughs> Come on. You already know your routine, don't you? Yeah. Like yeah. I'm not in that. Damn. This is the thing that gets the lads quite anxious because they don't know what's coming next. Yeah. You know, there's lads, you can go into the lads' rooms 
within camp and see them just pacing around a room, mate. They're yeah. on edge. They don't know what's coming next. Mad, they don't know what's coming next. And it's, like I said, I don't want to touch on it too much. I can't sit here and completely fault the army because the, the army does have good aspects to it as well. I suppose yeah. like that's like every every job, I suppose, though, isn't it? Like, yeah. like you're saying, and it's... um. It's 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 mad to think that like like you're saying like the young lads are there on edge anxious not knowing what's coming next like that's not a way to yeah. live for it's me. Individual, I, I think as well. Just like just the people who just go in completely unexpected yeah. what what they're getting themselves in yeah. for. Just those who we said as well who can who are at that like mindset to say right I I can do it I'll go so far but then go I'm leaving it this. and yeah. then the summer were just built it were built perfectly just for the army you yeah. know yeah. They've got no other things, and that, that that's what they're there that's for. They're there to either build themselves up or stay, stay what they're doing. They're, they're, they're the people it. that get divorced three times. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're the people that lose everything, mate. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's, 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 it's sad It's sad talking about it, but you've got to remember, like, I'm the person here now speaking, speaking it how it is. I really shouldn't be, but I am. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. All you'll ever hear is good things being said. Yeah. yeah, you'll yeah. only ever you'll only ever hear good unless you're speaking to a soldier. You know, I I can get on the phone to 50, 60 lads right now, and they'll tell you the whole. They'll tell the same exactly thing. Exactly. Yeah, thing. yeah. But that's yeah. what I got. Like, but it's it's speaking to me cousin. It's, it's good, good to see that other aspect of it because it uh, the way it is portrayed either on like the telly or or even like when they're trying to recruit people, it's like oh this is brilliant this and like you said I think if you if you're gonna go into the army, for me personally yeah, like I I I again I'm a civvy but like. My mindset would be to I'm gonna try and get as much as I can <coughs> in yeah, terms yeah. of like driver's license qualifications. That is that is that is that is what that is what you wanted. That's that's the thing that you wanted the route that you want to be going down. For me, I had a glitch about four years ago. I had a with my career mate. I had a really big glitch. You know, I I started suffering bad anxiety, bad depression. Yeah, I went through it at work, but do you know what I mean? But the thing is. There's no real help there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You you you're like you're stuck between between a hard place and it's like there's no there's no help there for you. There's yeah. no it's just get back to work, get back to work, get back to work. And it's like, you know, kind you're not, of thing. You're not understanding, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But like I've like what I what I went through was just was just was kind of just like a just a bit of anxiety and it was So it was that just down to yourself then to just bounce back from that and just go, This is just a glitch. Let's just power through, or was the was the a different way in which you went about it? How did you get yourself back back on your feet and, it and always with, with me, it always results back to my kids, mate. So like, you know, just be sitting there one day looking at the kids, and it's like, no, I've got to get over this because what's the end result really? Yeah. What's the end, What's the end result? I'm sitting here being a little bit anxious, and you know, me my career on the line a little bit here, and then I'm like. Boom, next minute I've got no career. What am I doing for these kids? You're sinking deeper and deeper into That's it. Yeah. Now, even, though, even, though, even though I had a real problem, even though I had a real problem, I had to just just hit it face on, do you know what I mean? Yeah, just, yeah. just just get amongst it and just just get back to work. As hard as it was, and you know, there's still times now where it gets hard. It gets hard not in a negative way, but like like I said, like when you see lads when you see the younger lads down, it can get you down. Yeah. I'm a fully grown man, mate, so yeah. but when I'm when I'm seeing it. Yeah, you know it's, it's sad, like in it. Yeah, like you're saying, it's uh, we just saying like you face the head on. Like I th- like some people, and I, I some people can't do what either you do or or so I I think us three would be able to face things head on and yeah. like instead of being like I, I've mentioned this a <clears> lot of times instead of going oh 
what's up with me? Be like, no, what, what's yeah. up with me? What, how can I do this? Yeah. Scrape all that's this shit that's back what in I your head. And be like, no, what's actually up with me? It's always that first step, in it? To yeah. doing something about it. That's, yeah. the, that's the most important thing. It's like, when I started feeling down and stuff, a few years ago, when my depression first started, it was a case of, I went straight to doctors, had a chat and stuff, and they were like, you've done the hardest bit. And I was like, I know. Because I've been around it, you know, with, with, with family and stuff. Yeah. Where, um, it hasn't really been discussed, you know, they haven't let anyone know how they feel and stuff like that, and they've got themselves into a rut. Being around it and stuff like that, I was like, I don't want to get like that. So the moment I started feeling at my lowest, I was like, I'm going to do something yeah. about it straight away because yeah. I can't let it carry on. And then just talked about it. And I'm never shy about talking about it, you know, like in work. Like when they say, you know, it's certain stuff's confidential with HR and stuff, but I'm like, but I'm open about it, you know, ask yeah. me a question and I'll. I'll tell you, do you know what I mean, and how yeah. I felt and stuff. And sometimes they're a bit, a bit they're taken back by it, and it's like we well, shouldn't be, you know what I mean. Yeah. That's why people don't come out and talk about it yeah. because they're not used to it. And stuff about like who you've got Who's around you? That's going to give you that, that's that little push. That. Yeah. That little, that little. Listen, mate. You ever feeling down? Give me a call. But look, you need to get back to work. Let me know how your first day's gone. He knows then. That person knows, right? Yeah. It's that trust aspect. Yeah. If that person knows then, right? I'm gonna get on with this day, and then I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna ring them. I'm gonna tell them how it, how it is, and that goes a long yeah. way. Yeah. People forget that. Does, that's, well, yeah. that's what I'm like, and that was what something which similar to what I was gonna to touch on earlier <coughs> about when obviously you doing the um doing these fitness stuff. Yeah. Uh, identifying what people need, what kind of support. So like I can you know obviously you yours is like military based training and stuff yeah. like that. So it's very, you know instructive get get it done get it done come on and it's that kind of encouragement but if you find like you've had to adapt to certain people like maybe on your one-to-ones where it's like some of them need to kick up the arse yeah and some of them need a pat on the back and a bit of an helping hand yeah to get the best out of them if you had to find yourself see i'm very doing that i'm very i'm a very motivation like I, I motivate everybody don't i am yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm i'm over the top of you'll get you'll get a you'll get an instructor or a coach that'll take a class and you'll stand there and just watch everybody. Yeah. I'm amongst everybody. So I will go up to absolutely everybody. Yeah. And I'll do it for the whole session. Yeah. I'm like a yo-yo mate. Yeah. But I'm up and down, do you know what I mean? I'm everywhere. Just making sure that everybody is alright. Yeah. And if if, if 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 it looks like they're you know, they're not they're struggling a little bit. Yeah. I just I will give them a little kick, but I'll give them yeah. a emotional emo- emo- yeah. motivational kick. Yeah. And then they're like, Yeah, yeah, and they're gone then, do you yeah. know what I mean? And then yeah. after it they're feeling great and I've never everybody that's ever came has been class. Yeah. You know, they've always been unreal people. Yeah. It's the best thing about this job, you know, like you get to meet some class people. Yeah. You you, you get to, you get to, you get to meet some like people that motivate me, mate. Yeah, yeah that's you know, what I'm saying. You've got people from complete different backgrounds for different purposes coming to coming to you. Yeah. To help them, whether it's for their own mental state of mind or whether it's for their, their own the physical aspect, you know yeah. what I mean? Every individual's different and you're gonna get like an inch of everyone's story and how yeah. you're benefiting them which obviously is going to make yourself They're feel great and it does, it does even though you're doing it to benefit all these people you're getting the same mental health benefit from it Goes yourself so you're length, knowing what you're doing is positive so be, becoming a becoming a PTI within the army mate what, it, it saved my career as well mate to be honest yeah. with I've never been as happy in my job as yeah. what I am now yeah. so when people say you found your calling like I should have this this should have been my calling years ago. It was, but I kept getting fucked around with it. Yeah. So they, they weren't giving me what I wanted if if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean? But yeah. 
and this time I had the right people back on me and I managed to get it. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, it worked it worked well. Just that's to save you like. Yeah, it's yeah, to save you, man. That's boss. What's your um so, so going from there, obviously we've said about you yeah, wanting to eventually come out completely from the army and stuff and focus on doing these fitness yeah. and you've you you've touched on the little plans with working with other gyms and stuff. Yeah. Is there anything else that you've got in your head? As you see, is like a, a long term goal or any little short term goals that you've got that you want to get sorted to be? Right now, it's just about not so much about the plans, but so much about seeing how many people I can actually help. Yeah, yeah. Because um, like I said, I do I do do things slightly different, and yeah. that throwing people in the deep end, people can run away from it, or mm-hmm. people can what learn to, sh- to swim with the sharks do you know what I mean some, some, yeah some but some people really do need that and they don't realise until they, until they go that like not everybody has that person next to them to, to try and push them or to try and you know to have, even to have a conversation with I'm, a, I'm an open book mate so yeah. I'll take I'll listen to anybody yeah. I'll, um, I'll try and push anybody yeah um, and I want to I try and be that person where someone comes and they don't just think I'm an instructor they think of me as a friend they think yeah of, yeah as family basically yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's within within the boot camps and within the classes that i'm doing i want that to be like a strong family unit yeah if, any, if anybody's feeling down then guess what we're a team yeah we'll all deal with that yeah pull together yeah pull together. Like, you said that even just down to the boot camp and stuff or being on the Come beach and that like if you're like if you've got a big line of people and you're down there yeah you know doing doing your arms and that to get around people and you're struggling you say you've got the person to your left or right here yeah. You know, giving you that to you to say, you know, come on, come on, do this, keep going, keep going. Keep that's going. a good thing. So that's the, I think every gym, every gym with a class is normally like that. Um, but obviously you'll get the odd dickhead, shall I say? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I won't. There, there won't be. Yeah. Like, I don't deal with dickheads, means Yeah. You know, the dickhead can't just give him a slap and tell him to fuck off. Yeah. You day for an hour, give you fucking all that's for it. the hour. Yeah. Give hundred and ten percent. So hundred. Because if you whatever. don't, you're only cheating yourself. Then I exactly. know what I mean. Exactly, mate. If you go home and just say, oh, I've just done a boot. It's not even about that. Many people come in and give them, it's you know, the, the, the ones that come in with the blacks up, lad, I'm better than everybody else. Yeah. yeah. You're not coming to my class thinking that, means. You know, and it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I'll have yeah. you doing burpees for the full fucking session. Oh, the burpees are the worst. So that's, that's what I want. I just want good people, you know, people that genuinely want to be there. Um, and yeah, just, just, just people that you know, if they, if they feel like they, they ever need to talk or they need to chat, you don't even have to come to the classes, mate. If, they, if someone needs to chat, unleash fitness. Get me on Instagram. Uh, give me a message. Just gonna say, yeah. well, though we put all we put all, all, all the information on. Yeah. Where's best to, to get hold of you and stuff? And yeah. what is it? What else have you got going on? And you know, um, so trying to get up and run another strength conditioning class through the week. Yeah, that'll be around seven o'clock. Um, as soon as I know the day and it's been planned properly. I can put the day up as yeah. it stands now. I have the Saturday morning strength conditioning, yeah, and the Sunday boot camps are coming back, yeah, from this week coming. Um, but I they're gonna I be, think I'm, I'm gonna be sick that day, but they're, gonna, <laughs> they're not gonna be on, they're not gonna be outside because of the weather, yeah, they're, gonna be, okay. they're gonna be within the gym, yeah, um, but it's gonna be set up just like a military boot camp would be, yeah, um, and it's just it's gonna be just as hard, if not harder, because we're gonna have equipment, yeah, um, but it's just. Yeah, so just gonna have that up and running. So it'd be a case of just throwing you a little message just to say, you know, they want they're wanting to attend and do you want do you want do you want a place I can get them down? 
But if you do want to come, please don't be saying you're coming and don't come because that's a slot that somebody else has missed out on. That's yeah, it. definitely. Yeah. That's it. But um, mm. but yeah, I think uh, I think that's that's a wrap for the first episode. What's the lesson? I I I think we could have went out. I could have talked for hours, hours yeah, yeah. just looking at the time there, but I guess that's it. That was really good, that. But yeah, so as Danny said, at Unleash Fitness on Instagram, obviously you've got my page, All Things Mental Health, or at All Things Mental Health. Uh, obviously, you've got David's Instagram. Uh, I'll put all the information on there. If anyone wants to chat or, or if they want to book on with Danny again, we'll put all the information on there. It's a good. It's it's good sessions, boot camps, one to ones. Be prepared to get your ass tanned. <laughs> be worth it in the end, though. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Also, just we'll put the information on about this podcast. Um. And if you've got any questions, comments, shares, anything, just get it all done. Get the word out. And um. Yeah. Nice one. Yeah. Nice one. No. Perfect. Thank you very much, boys. Thank you very much. Thank Cheers you. for listening. Hi guys, so this is episode 5 of the UNI podcast, we've got a special guest on today, as usual, sorry it's me and David, your lovely hosts, uh, but we've got, a special guest. <laughs> we've got a special guest on today, Rado Chimel, is that how you say it? There you go, that's the one, we've got it. Um, yeah, I used to work with Rado, obviously we all, we all work for the same company as you know, as you know me and David do, but Rado, you, you were the same, but you were in a different office, wasn't you? Um, but like you lead a very interesting life, I think, outside of work from obviously what we've discussed. I'll I'll let you do the talking in a minute, but um and then you know just yeah just introduce yourself, I mean, tell everyone who's listening a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thank you very much first of all for having me here. Yeah. Uh, I'm really pleased to do the podcast with you because yeah. I'm a big fan. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Really, really, you're doing a fantastic job over here. So yeah, keep going. It. Uh, yeah. So yeah, my name is Rado. Uh, I'm the Polish citizen, but I live in <laughs> Liverpool for about 14, 15 years right now. So yeah, yeah I can call myself a Polish scouser. Mm. <laughs> like he said, I used to I used to uh, work in Pure. Uh, Lee and I, we were in the same team yeah. for, for quite a while. Uh, but I left last month to do my own business uh, to do the finance interpreting for uh, for a couple of the language agencies yeah so right now i'm trying to help my fellow countrymen uh in everything regarding health you know health uh, hospital meetings uh, gp meetings social care yeah child services basically everything which relates me to do my job as an interpreter for the yeah. people who can't speak English. Yeah. yeah. And apart from that, I'm a massive Liverpool fan. I'm a massive football fan. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Not the way we've been performing lately. Yeah. Though, mate, let me tell you. And also, I, I uh, since <laughs> since six years, uh, I'm doing the book translations for the Polish markets, uh, yeah. mostly the sports books. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's a little bit of background of my unusual of working life. <laughs> So have you like in in terms of the interpreting? Then is that something that you've always done? Because I know that we've spoken a lot. Because with you, you interpret like some of the Liverpool books, don't you as well? From yeah. and to me, that's like really interesting. Because have you got to do things like to the exact letter, or because uh, things got to be like I say, I don't know. It's just it just always fascinated me when you've always spoken about stuff like that. Um, but you've also done like interviews as well with actually like Liverpool Football Club, haven't you? And stuff. Yeah, I did. Uh... 
it happened because we started to do like a online magazine for uh, Polish Reds, yeah. and we actually named it Polish Reds. <laughs> so because I'm live, I live in Liverpool for quite a while, and I used to work for Liverpool Football Club. Yeah. Uh, I was doing the Polish Twitter account, yeah. so I had an access to the players, to to the legends. Yeah. So mad, darling, like whenever <laughs> whenever I could I could use my connection, I I was just doing it, and you know I did a couple of the bits for for the Polish Reds yeah yeah uh, and I liked it I really liked it because I graduated from journalism yeah. so you know interviewing people it's my bread and butter yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's a complete opposite right now to see than being interviewed by you yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a bit stressed <laughs> I'm not gonna use bad words uh, no <laughs> you can if you want me uh, yeah so yeah I'm, I'm, I'm fucking stressed I'm shitting myself out <laughs> But, You've got to step up our game. Yeah. Here, then, <laughs> but but back to basics. Yeah, this this was something which I always wanted to yeah. do. And when I had the chance, when I finally met Jersey Dudek in Liverpool, yes. yeah. uh, in two thousand and six, I used to be a goalie. So oh, you know, yeah. he was my big fan when yeah. I when I was able to play because I can't play anymore mm-hmm. because of my health conditions. Yeah. Um, when I came to Liverpool for the first time, straight straight thing from the airport. Yeah. I dropped my stuff. Bank to the Melwood. Yeah. Hello, I'm here. I, I work in Jersey. So, you know, uh, we, met, we met each other in 2006. And then we started to become kind of friends. Yeah. Uh, we added each other on Facebook. We started to talk when I wanted to do something about him, especially when there was the Istanbul anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. We always interviewed him. Yeah. So uh, then he came to Liverpool in 2015 uh, for the 10th anniversary. Yeah. I picked him up from the airport and he gave me his second book, which right. was in Polish, his yeah. biography, second part of his biography. <laughs> and I was like, Jesse, would you like to basically have your book in English? And he was like, yeah, you know, maybe I was thinking about that, but I've, to, I've got nobody who could fucking do it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, I'm here. Oh, yeah. And he was like, would you help me? I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I called James Spears because me and James Spears from Liverpool Echo, he used yeah. to work for Liverpool Echo there yeah. at that time. Uh, I called James and I said, listen, I've got Jersey's book. Uh, yeah. Do you mind if I could speak to your bosses about, you know, publishing it in English? Yeah. So James Spears helped me with that. Yeah. We set up the meeting uh, the following day. I went there. I talked about, I took those two books I talked, what is the content? Mm. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, it's a really fascinating story. So would you like to translate it? And I was like, yeah, go for it. So that was my first thing when I started to translate the book. Yeah. And that was Jersey's. But then, meanwhile, Steven Gerrard was uh, publishing his biography. Yeah. The second part. Yeah. And uh, I contacted the Polish publisher in Poland. I was going to say, did it go from English then to Polish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Gerard's was from English to Polish. Jersey was the opposite way. Yeah. Uh, which was a bit tougher, obviously. Uh, but when I contacted the Polish publisher, I just said to them, listen, because I, I'm i here in Liverpool. I'm yeah. the 2014 fan of the year. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I live in Liverpool. I know what is what is going on in Liverpool, etc. Yeah. So... Yeah. And I know Steven, so I will be. I think I can. I can manage to translate the book. Yeah. So they sent me a first chapter. Yeah. I did it within a couple of hours. Send it back. Yeah. And they were like, "Okay, you've got a job." And since then, the book <laughs> started to roll. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. brilliant. That's amazing. Do you do, do you do quite a lot of them then? Like obviously not just not just footballers. Do you do different? Do you do different styles of books and things like that? Like because I've saw that you do post quite a lot of quite a lot of books. Are they like friends' books? Are they from from what I've saw? 
um, you know, books that you've read. Is that just something that you're reading and you're interpreting, or is that just something that you're reading in general? The thing which I which I do obviously there's a fifty two uh, book challenge. Yeah. So Jeez. you read fifty two books within a year. Uh, <laughs> I keep fucking buying books. <laughs> he's got a library in his bedroom and he's not read one of them. <laughs> one literally. I was the same. I I've was got the same. books stacked up. Well, not stacked up. There's like uh, there's a there's a fucking got few anyway. <laughs> I keep buying them off Amazon. You know, I've got, got an Amazon vi- um, voucher there. Yeah. Because um, we get like a book. That's right. Do you want to get through the ones you've, you've got there? <laughs> but you know, that was, that was exactly But different. I've got Audible on my fucking phone as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I've listened to the Audible first yeah. before I've actually read it. And I, I do generally, like, once I get stuck into a book, I will yeah. generally read it. No, that's, that's, but that's just what I did. stacking up and stacking up. No, no that's <laughs> what I did at the beginning. I was just constantly buying the book. And then I thought, okay, let's give it a go and let's fucking read them. Yeah, yeah. So I started to read them. And yeah, that was, that was the thing. So I was kind of reviewing the book and putting yeah. a, a note of the book, whatever yeah. I liked it or not. Even if I didn't like the book, I read it till the end because I wanted to have like a you know bigger picture. Yeah. I didn't want to finish it in in you know halfway and say, you know what, the book is awful. The book is fucking crap. No. Yeah. And but I didn't read it till the end. No, yeah. I had to read it because I wanted to have like an honest view on the book. Yeah. And that's what I always do. Uh, but there are different different kind of books. Like my style of reading is to read one sports book. Yeah. Whatever, whatever if it's football, basketball, you know, MMA. Whatever, then non-fiction, crime, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, mental health, because I've got plenty of, of the mental health books as well. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm into into it, and in regarding to, in regards to the book, I think the most valuable book I read about it, which was connected into football, yeah, and into mental health, yeah, uh, was Robert Enke's story. I don't know if you heard about no. the German goalkeeper. No. Yeah, he I've used to be in Barcelona, yeah. and he committed suicide. Stop it. Because he he was. In, in fucking huge depression and when I read this book I cried I yeah. literally cried and I read this book for about four or five times already yeah so I huge recommend this book because it is well like you're mixing like not only what you do in terms of journalism yeah. but your passion for like reading books but then obviously it's almost become it's all it's all relatable and I've never I've never heard of him personally and it's it's like you say if if it's someone that's played for Barcelona and obviously he's like like you say he's committed suicide. He was in, Ge- in German uh, national team. Mm. Uh, his story was very sad because his daughter died. Yeah. So yeah. that was like a trigger. Yeah. To his problems. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't talk about it. He had everything. He had a really love, lovely wife. Yeah. And he was smiling all the time. And this is the thing with the depression, right? Yeah. That you're smiling. I, I used I used to have depression as well. Yeah. And I remember myself when I was with my friends and I was like, Yeah, everything is good, everything is good. And you feel then, like it's easier to, to do, don't you? You feel like it's an easy option just to say, Yeah, everything's fine. Absolutely, yeah. you just put the mask. Yeah, you just because put you the mask on and because like like we always say that as well. If you if you and I've 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 actually I've struggled with it sometimes when you can't figure it out in your own head yourself, it, it and then when you're gonna try and explain that to someone yeah. Yeah. when someone goes what's up with you and you're like I don't know and you're like well you must know it's like no I generally don't know and yeah. it's and you, and you generally don't sometimes and unfortunately that that can be a tricky thing and yeah. to try and figure out yourself in it yeah. I mean? well, yeah. it was it was really, really hard for me to figure it out because uh, that was back in 2014 a few months after I received the LFC Fan of the Year award yeah 
uh, all this hate and all this bullshit which I read about myself yeah. on the internet yeah. was like and was a, that from like Liverpool people like mostly from Polish Liverpool fans to oh, be really? honest wow, yeah okay. yeah they were like oh he he bought it he you know cheated yeah I bought it I was in a fucking Echo Arena yeah. shitting yeah. myself from stress because I saw Kenny Dalglish John Aldridge you know Steven yeah. Gerrard Suarez everyone that time and I was living the dream I was on the stage receiving the award from the club yeah uh, because I helped uh, with other Liverpool fans you've done fans, so obviously. much exactly. I was just going to say you've so, helped you know, it was a charity walk yeah. for, for one of the Polish Liverpool fans she had an accident yeah. uh, she lost her legs above her knees because right. she was hit by the train right so she needed prosthesis uh, but she couldn't afford it her family couldn't afford it so I was here and I started to kind of the fundraising for her yeah and I spoke to Jamie Cargill's foundation. Jamie donated five hundred pounds, uh, and okay. also yeah. he donated a, a picture of himself yeah. signed. Yeah. So we sold it for additional, I think, thousand pounds or something. Yeah, that's good. And yeah. then there was an article on Liverpool website about that. Yeah. Uh, people from all over the world they started to pay money into the PayPal account for the girl. Right. That's nice. And we made the money. Yeah. Oh, the award then So <laughs> yeah, I, I I was given that award, but yeah, the the thing which happened after that, there was like a oh, there was fucking madness, you know, because I started yeah. to read because I was very happy with the award. I didn't expect it. Yeah. I was very happy about that. Uh, but then when I started to read all this, you know, crap stories about myself, you know, that I bought it, that I'm kind of a, you know, stupid fucker, that yeah. I raped someone, the way what? that I raped someone, I said, like, what the fuck, Christ, right? the proper full-blown trauma. Yeah, yeah, so that was... And, just, that's just pure jealousy, and, that. And the sad, the sad story was that it was made from the, you know, from, from other Polish people who, they don't even know me. Yeah. So, you know, I was... I started to think that maybe I did something wrong, maybe yeah. maybe something happened. But meanwhile, I was still the same person, you know, smiling to each other, yeah, trying yeah. to hurt to each other. Yeah. But then, from nowhere, came the day that I took too much pills, yeah. Yeah. and I wanted to commit suicide. Yeah. Right. And I did it. My then uh, girlfriend, she found me in bed sleeping. Mm. She called for the ambulance. So what, if you don't yeah. mind me asking, mate. Yeah. Obviously, we, <clears throat> as you know, we always get like straight to the point, don't we? Yeah. Um, what What was it that you tried to do? Obviously, you drank loads of air. Did you like take an overdose or anything? Yeah, yeah, I wanted yeah. to overdose. Yeah. I was. I think I was too co. I was too cowardish to cut my veins or yeah. you know hang yeah. myself. Yeah. I just wanted to do it in kind of a soft way, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that was my cry for help <clears throat> that time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, to take. As much pills as I could, maybe subconsciously, right? Yeah. I took too much pills to faint, to didn't receive any kind of, you know, yeah. things from, from, from all over me, but still to be alive. Yeah. So she found me. She called for the ambulance and we went to the Royal. Yeah. And they saved me uh, that time. But then a few weeks later, I was the same. I was exactly the same. Yeah. So was the, that was what it was, then that was what... You, wanted to do it wasn't a case of just having a few drinks and going I want to kill myself it was a case of I'm purposely gonna over excess on, on I think so drink. I think so and in regards to that like I can't even think what I was gonna ask him so what what is it that you was drinking was it was it just was it like a load of clean spirits or was it just like beers kind of thing was don't it, remember that I that I drink much alcohol that time to be honest I, yeah. I think it was just you know plenty of pills plenty of um, Different kind just of all pills, different you know, kinds, pain painkillers, yeah. pain uh, yeah. anti-allergens, antihistamines. Yeah. My girlfriend that time she had uh, 
a skin problem, so she had right. to take the steroids. So it was just anything that anything which was in a in a in a cupboard. So basically, yeah. I took. Everything. I thought I thought you said beers, mate. And be- no, I thought you said beers and then took pills. Sorry, mate. Yeah, I I think that's because like, I when you when yeah. you just mean pills. Sorry, mate. I pills, thought you pills, said yeah, beers yeah. and no, pills. No, it was it was it wasn't alcohol actually that time, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> So it's that I. <laughs> so I was like, Come. it's because I said as well. Yeah, I'm sorry, you you just don't worry about that. Yeah, don't worry about that. But yeah, just just leading on from obviously what David's saying and what you've just said about like, so was it all different? Like you're saying different kinds. Of, yeah, different kind of tablets, different kind of medicines. Uh, yeah. So I wanted, I clearly wanted to overdose uh, with that, uh, but luckily. Uh, I'm still alive. I'm I'm here to talk yeah, about it. You're here to tell uh, the story, tell yeah. the tale. Yeah, yeah. You said that uh, within a few weeks, your mindset was still back. Yeah, back to back, back on the back, same. Yeah. So how how was it? Was it different in regards where you were like, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna get this treated, or was it I'm gonna get it? You know. So was it, or was it just a, did you go back into a rut and start thinking about doing some, like committing suicide again? Or doing do something to basically self harm yourself. I I think I I want I wanted to do it again, but in a proper way. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to take more. Yeah. Uh, but uh, luckily there wasn't much uh, medicines yeah. at that time at yeah. home, so I took uh, again everything which was left. Yeah. Uh, but that that wasn't enough. Yeah. Luckily, uh, but then after the, after the second the second the second visit in the hospital. Yeah. And when I spoke to mental health unit yeah. and with the guys over there, I just I just realized that it's not worth it. Yeah, I was yeah. that time I was twenty something, uh, so I was like, no, come on, I still have people to live for. I yeah. I, I should you so know get was... get this shit together. Yeah, leave it behind me. Remember what I've done. Yeah, and that was a bad thing. What I've done, but. I'm not. I'm not alone on this world. Yeah. Come on, I've got. You'll never walk alone. Tattooed on my on my arm, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, "Okay, now I want to be alone." Yeah, <laughs> that's so, a good outlook to have that though, because like some, obviously, people that we've spoken to or like stories that we've heard, or, or you know, people who just yeah. like messages in general. It's, I think you've you've got you've. I think you you either have or you haven't got that like natural ability to give yourself that like kind of kick up the ass. And yeah. when I say kick up the ass, I mean that lightly because. I always say it, it falls down to yourself in terms of like trying to get yourself out of that kind of mindset, mindset that yeah, bubble yeah. and obviously to take it to that extent where you want it to end your life or for anyone mm. as well listening. I think the biggest... It's, it's, it's a difficult thing to get out of but you must have just hit a point where you went bump now, do you know what I mean? No, I, I, hit, I hit the rock bottom that time. That was uh, end of 2014 when uh, I finally started to get help. Yeah. Uh, I bought. I I received a book from one of my friends, uh, The Chimp Paradox by Doctor Stephen Peters, right. and uh, Doctor. Pe- sorry, it's Professor Peters even. Uh, Professor Peters. He used to work with Liverpool Football Club that time. Yeah. Uh, especially with Luis Suarez. Yeah. Because of his biting stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, but God, he. But yeah, he was he was working with them because he's got he's got a history with working with different different sportsmen. Yeah. And yeah. Sportswomen. Yeah. Uh, with the Olympic team, with the GB Olympic team, yeah. uh, so he did a massive work, and he wrote this book, The Chip Paradox, and I read it, and I started to implement those uh, things from the book yeah. uh, into my own lifestyle. I just realized that yeah, I've got that fucking chimp who's responsible for my emotions, and she's just fucking yeah. jumping in the cage, yeah. and, she, and you know it wants to to get out, and that's why I've got all those fucking yeah. things in my head. Yeah. 
talking to me that yeah it would be better if you're gone you it would be better if you harm yourself and I was like no come on like the angel and the part. devil on your shoulder yeah yeah, yeah. That, so so you know I, I start I started to to implement those things but I think the main important thing the most important thing in this situation was that I finally realized that before trying to commit the suicide I was fucking ashamed of my own situation I was fucking ashamed that I'm vulnerable yeah, yeah. that I don't want that I not only don't want but I don't want to talk about my emotions because yeah. you know I'm the man yeah. I used to I used to be grown in a you know at the end of the communism in Poland yeah. so yeah. there was the that patriarchy style yeah. that men have to be strong yeah you know women are allowed to cry yeah women are not fucking bullshit <laughs> that's a fucking bullshit yeah. no, you have to talk about the emotions you have yeah. to talk about the emotions you have to talk about how you feel how you struggle with something yeah. you need to find help if you've got a you know a bunch of trusted friends yeah just fucking talk to them yeah yeah that's what i always feel as well i mean i've been there where i i i spoke out straight away when it regarding my mental health things like that but that's just due to experience yeah and i always find like if you are at that stage suicidal stage and you're at the point where you want to end your life mm-hmm. you've got nothing else more to lose yeah yeah so give it a go give it a go yeah and and, and and try and express yourself whether it's communication through talking to a doctor maybe writing things down you know writing your feelings down you don't have to tell anyone at, at the first instance just write it down exactly. and, and get what you want to paint a picture you know yeah. anything just anything to express yourself that's yeah. that's a, that's a really good point because writing helped me a lot that time yeah uh, like I said, I I graduated from journalism, so I always loved to write. Yeah. Uh, so it helped me a lot because I started to do my own blog that yeah. time, just for myself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to write about how I feel. Yeah. And it helped me a lot. That's what I was told during my therapy. Yeah. And yeah, starting from 2015, my life started to be to 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 be a bit better. Obviously, that book about Robert Enke helped me a lot because I read yeah. it that time. Yeah. And I started to realize that I'm not alone in the with with this problem. Yeah, everyone can have it. Yeah, no matter if you're just a you know ordinary Polish guy living in Liverpool or a superstar who yeah. plays for Barcelona. Mm. Yeah, no, everyone struggles. Absolutely. And I started to read more about it. I started to get better, and with the therapy, uh, I went into into the straight line when I finally realized that. No, my life is va- valuable. Yeah. Very valuable. I'm here to not only live for myself, mm. especially for myself, because you have yeah. to care about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. But you've got others. Yeah. You've got family. You've got close friends. Yeah. But with your own experience right now, you can show the world that this is a serious problem. Yeah. And you have to talk about it. So st- starting from that point, I, I realized that I've got, maybe I wouldn't call it a mission. Yeah. But if I'm able to talk about it and if that's, if my talking, my experience will help somebody, yeah, I'm happy to do it. I'm really happy can to help do it. one person, mate. Oh, it's I say this all the time, and it's yeah, like yeah. it's dead cheesy. Like we've got our <laughs> own little sayings, what you say, yeah. And like when we do like stuff like this, or like anything, I say like in my mind, it's like we're trying to change the world one person at a time. Don't yeah. That's what yeah. I say, and and what what's yeah. your, your like, it's dead cheesy, but I think talk it's, stigma. It's relevant, but like you're saying, because if this conversation does change one person's life, you've saved one person's yeah, life. Exactly. And there's there's fucking seven billion people in the world. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And so, it could it could be a snowball. Exactly. You save one person and then this person will do the same. Okay. Absolutely. I heard about the guy who wanted to commit a suicide twice. Yeah. 
and he helped me because he talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. So why not me? We'll talk about it again. What yeah. was your then? Exactly, exactly. So if he's done it, I can do it. Yeah. And, and like you say, it's a domino effect. Then what would you say that you read that book? Then what is it? The Chimp Paradox? Yeah. What was what what sort of techniques that did you like kind of use? To, I know you're saying obviously that it's like a, a, a an angel or a devil or the chimp and like your keys like yeah. jumping around and stuff in your head. What techniques does that like book kind of teach you? And like. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone who's listening, it's called The Chimp Paradox by Professor, who shall you mean? Steve, Stephen Peters. Stephen Peters. Yeah. You know, people can obviously go and purchase it. You can find it on Amazon or you can find it in the library yeah. if they will be open again. Let it, <laughs> let it, let it collect us like I do. Um, but no, what, what was like your techniques that like you used yeah, from so the book? Basically, the basic of The Chimp Paradox uh, explained by Professor Peters is that your brain is divided on three different pieces mm. so you've got a chimp who's responsible for your emotions mm. yeah. then you overreact that you scream that you're say, getting sad so it's just just that chaotic animal in your head yeah who's responsible for for the emotions and who gets control a lot mm. then you've got a human yeah. who needs to train this animal yeah by the data which is stored in the third part of your brain, which yeah, is the computer. When you look at it like yeah. that. Right? Yeah. So you have to connect it. You first of all you have to start to work with the human yeah. part of your brain. So it's wiring your brain and it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's kind of you know that realistic voice, an angel, mm. like you like you like you described, an angel saying that, okay, listen to the emotions, listen to what they are listen what they are saying to you, mm. but don't react straight away mm. don't react immediately mm. just process it mm. start to process it so basically the, the whole chip paradox technique is to process your emotions mm. and it's hard at the beginning it's fucking hard at the beginning because yeah. especially when you're in a depressed state you just start, want to react yeah. you, you just want to react yeah. straight away yeah and i think most of the most of the young people they, they've got that problem that they are reacting mm. based by by the emotions yeah. and i was exactly the same i think after after I turned thirty, I started to finally use this technique uh, in full to not reacting by the emotions. So you had the erratic. So you had the, the chimp, the erratic emotions. Yeah. You, you had obviously the the bit that process. What you said there was three stages. Yeah. What was the last one? Because then that complete. The yeah. So the the, 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 computer, computer, the computer with the data. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah. So basically, if if someone is, you know, makes you angry. Uh, for example, I don't know, even even the stupid football, right? Football makes you angry right now, especially for the Liverpool fans. <laughs> it, it makes you angry. But, I can imagine him yeah. watching the telly screaming. Uh, the do you know, that I, I calmed down a, a much, yeah. really. I, I, a few years ago, I, I was like, that I wanted to throw the, <laughs> the glasses into, into the yeah. telly. But right now, right now, I'm just, you know, just taking it a bit deeper right now when I'm analyzing football a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not only by the tactics, yeah. but also about by the what what happens around. What's going on behind yeah, the scenes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. with Liverpool right now, obviously there were plenty of tragic stories Absolutely. with Klopp, yeah. Klopp's mother, with uh, Alisson's yeah. uh, dad, which was a very, very tragic story. So it affects everyone. Yeah. It not just affects the, the person. Because they're all brothers, that, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it, it affects you. And even if you if you want to play at your best, You've got it in your mind. You've yeah. got it in your chimp. Yeah. You've got this emotion in your chimp that you lost someone important. Yeah. And this chimp wants to wants to scream. It wants to. I don't know. 
put it to to recognize to, yeah. to, to the world that I'm suffering here. Yeah. yeah. But this this is the point where the human comes and takes the data. Okay, I know you're suffering. I know it was a tragic loss, mm. but you have to calm down. You have to react it in a peace way. You have to put the respect for for the person mm. who passed away. Yeah. Um, but you you cannot overreact. So basically, yeah. you doing a step back. Yeah. Sit down. And you're just analyzing the, yeah. it's not the situation. Case. It's, not case it's, not, it's not the case forever, and it takes a lot of time to finally realize it and work on it. Yeah. But uh, like I said, that book helped me a lot, and that book saved my life. I can probably say that that book saved my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. that's nice. Just stemming back to to yeah, it's all originated. You know, you know, you touched on obviously being trolled and things online. Was that the overall cause of anything? No, was that a trigger? Was there anything underlying before that that mm-hmm. was affecting your mental health at all? I or? think so. There was there was one thing because uh, as you said, you were like living a dream kind of thing. I was living the dream, but but few few years back when I was uh, actually actually I was coming and coming and going back to Poland uh, at yeah. the beginning of my story with Liverpool, right? And uh, this is I think. That, that will be the important part, part which I would say and also it will be uh, connected with the alcoholism and drug use mm-hmm. yeah because uh, those two additional problems are very connected with the depression yeah, yeah. and the uh, a digression about that because in Poland there's a podcast about uh, what to take after you stop you know yeah. taking drugs mm-hmm. yeah and these are the two book authors who were alcoholics and drug users. Right. Yeah. So they, they did the therapy and they are talking about it right now. Really, really nice podcast as well, uh, which I used to listen uh, a few a few days ago. And if my story with that was back in 2008 uh, when then my girlfriend and I, we went to Liverpool. Yeah. But we struggled to find a job. So we had to go back after three months. Mm. Uh, then uh, Magda got pregnant. We wanted to have a baby, and we were just twenty-two at that time. Yeah. Uh, she miscarried uh, in October two thousand eight, and uh, and then I found out that she was cheating on me. Right. I knew it was my baby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I found out on her computer that she was yeah. cheating with the guy who used to be my psychology teacher during my studies. Oh, wow. And uh, then, you know, every piece of the jigsaw came together. Yeah. So, obviously, we split out. Uh, yeah. And I hit her in the face that time because mm. I was in such emotions. Yeah. When she told me with those cold, bitchy eyes that, yeah, I cheated on you with him. And he yeah. was like, you know, over 50. Yeah. And, and she, she told me, you know, with cold-blooded emotions yeah. straight away. Yeah, I cheated on you. Yeah. And it was better with him than with wow. you. Wow. So, you know, I reacted straight away. And we yeah. were in the pub, right? We were yeah. in the pub. I reacted, bam, straight in the face. Yeah. With open open hand. And I and I ran out. Uh, and then I started to drink a lot. I started to, took, to take every kind of fucking drug which was available yeah. in my hometown. Yeah. You know, LSD, cocaine, um, Mary Jane was at the, at the beginning, you know, just to relax, yeah. waking up in the morning, having a drink, going to work. And that, yeah. was, that was my situation. And I think that was the catalyst of my mental health problems, yeah. Yeah. which 
was somewhere where so, was somewhere in, at the back of my so head. There, but but I was, yeah. you know, I was obviously, uh, you know, the funeral of the baby. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, that happened. Then obviously we split out. I started to live my life again. A friend of mine, a, a very good friend of mine, he just basically helped me with that. Because, mm. you know, there was a constant time when I was just drinking and, you know, taking drugs uh, for days, weeks, months. Yeah. And he called me once and he said, where are you? And I was half drunk in the pub. And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting in our pub where we watch the games. Okay, I will be there in half an hour. Okay, so he came in. I was already after, I don't know, seven pints or something. He yeah. took a pint for me and for, for yeah. himself. We started to drink and he's, he, he went straight to the point and he said to me, you know, we used to work, uh, so we used to play football together when we were kids. We knew each other, we know each other since we were six. Yeah. So, you know, it's most of my life. We stay in touch. And he said to me straight away, listen, Rado, one thing, uh, which I will tell you and I'm mm. off. You're stopping this shit or me and you, it's over. Done. Yeah, yeah. we're done. And I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. But it stuck in my head. Yeah. And then the day after, when I was fucking hangover, mm. uh, I just realized and remembered the conversation, and I just stopped it straight away. Yeah. Uh, so that that was the turning point. Yeah. Point. Yeah. But again, this whole situation was somewhere in the back, right? Yeah, so it's, I, it's, think, it's, I think I think yeah, yeah. there lying to back. So like 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 you, yeah. like you said, that's 2014 factor yeah. with all this hate. On the internet yeah. and everything. Just I think that was, that was just, you know, like a trigger, yeah. Trigger to just yeah. get deep back to that mental state of exactly, being, exactly. being, yeah. being upset. Because essentially, hasn't, like, this my, that, that being, like, my personal views that you hadn't, hadn't really dealt with the situation, what happened with you and your ex. What you'd done is, is you just, like, went away, took a shitload of drugs, so drank a shitload of alcohol yeah. and just suppressed the issue. <clears throat> Obviously, you may come and said, don't. Otherwise, we're finished, we're done. And obviously, that was the catalyst for you to turn around and, and, and essentially like forget about it, innit? But I think that, that issue did. would never been like totally nah, dealt with, nah, you know what I mean? Nah. I don't think. Because I, I thought that time, okay, I could manage it. I could manage, yeah. manage my drink. I could manage my drug use. But I was so vulnerable for everything. Yeah. Uh, even if I thought that I'm strong enough to, to you know, work over it. Mm. No, it wasn't. I was like, and then we we are back in two thousand fourteen when I wanted to commit a suicide, yeah. which was triggered by by the hate, by the, all the hate and stuff. Yeah. And it's like a lot of all shit digging up from like it just opens up like a can of worms. Exactly, sometimes. exactly. Sometimes that it's needed. Sometimes yeah. I feel, I, I think I, I needed that kick in the teeth uh, just to realize myself that I need a professional help. Yeah. yeah. So I went for the therapy that time after after yeah. those you know suicide attempts. I went for the therapy. Uh, I never resigned from the therapy that time. And from time to time, even last year, I just I just thought that okay, there's something wrong with me. I could feel that there was something yeah. wrong. Yeah. So I need a CBT. Yeah. So yeah. I went to. They take them sessions. They are. Themselves. They are just amazing. You Cognitive know. Cognitive behavioral uh, therapy. So. There's a, there's a Liverpool company which are doing it. Uh, Talk Liverpool. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. So I I approached Talk Liverpool and <clears throat> I started to do it the CBT online last year, mm. just to refresh my mind. Yeah. Because yeah. I felt, but I already knew how to work over it. Yeah. Right. So I already knew, even if I was after after the therapy, you know, that my my doctors they said okay you're finally free to go, you're 
yeah. don't have any kind of depression states. But after that, after that, you are, I think, your knowledge is well enough to find out yeah. when you're going into that yeah. state again. Yeah. So you know how to react. Yeah. That's why I approached Talk Liverpool. Yeah. That's why I approached to do the CBT again for a few weeks. And yeah, it, it helped me. It just refreshed my, my techniques. It uh, gave me the new tools to work over it. Yeah. So yeah, like, like I say, and I will say it every single time, if you're struggling with something, don't be alone. Yeah, you know, yeah. go for the professional help. There are yeah. plenty of the of the volunteers who can help. Yeah. You know, Samaritans, uh, Talk Liverpool. You can you can read your on your own yeah. with with that. It's just a matter if you want it. Yeah. 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 And that's the advice you give just to just go just go and get that support and yeah. Yeah. And, and chase after it because it you don't realise like how life changing it can be. You know, just getting that support and help is just a big big thing you know and obviously it's, it's it's easier said than done when you're not motivated to do anything you know even if you're not in a in a, a suicidal mind or anything if you're depressed though your motivation goes out the window you, oh, yeah. you don't want to you don't want to speak to anyone you don't want to you, you socially seclude yourself from from people so you don't want to know anyone to you so yeah. but making that step and then going towards support and help it, it's the biggest thing you can do and and once you do the it's first step, this is the massive step. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. most important step. It's almost it. like when you're at that stage, when you're at your lowest, and I've heard that if you're at that lowest, the only way is up. But it's almost like you stood at like a fork in the road, aren't you? Yeah. You can yeah. either carry on doing what you're doing, or you make massive change. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And again, like like you said there, Dave, yeah. like it's hard to get that motivated, and you know when you when you you know your mood levels are depleted. But yeah. I think when all said and done. Like I always say, it it does done it. Like you you essentially need to drag yourself out of yeah. bed, get yourself out, and start doing baby steps. Yeah. And whether yeah. whether what that is, whether it's a passion, whether it's like you say, whether it's reading self help books, exercising, meditate, whatever it may be, exactly. it has to be that first step has to come from yeah. that person yeah. because there's only so many things you know that family and friends can do. Yeah. But the, I think the first step. Key to doing that self help is talking because it opens up so many fucking doors for you. It's it's unreal, and you you get yeah. to learn stuff that you wouldn't even know. Yeah. That you you know oh that work for me that do you know what I mean and yeah. and it's brilliant talking I think. Um. But yeah. Because it's and like you said, because it's, it's opening up avenues. I mean, the first step to yeah talking. But then, obviously, if that's not what you feel comfortable doing, yeah. at least you've spoken you out first. Yeah. So now that you've spoken out, someone yeah. go right. Well, these are the support avenues you can have. Exactly. Where you feel like you don't have to talk about it all the time. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, no, it's just it's just it's just amazing because it helps you. Like after the CBT I had last year, yeah, I finally realized realized that I have to do something for me. That's why I signed for the interpreting classes. Yeah. Uh, for, for in in Liverpool, uh, city of Liverpool College. Yeah. And you know. It helped me to finally find something which I really wanted to do for ages. Yeah. Because, you know, my mom, she signed me for the English lessons when I was seven back in Poland. So I was seven when I started to learn English at the beginning. And I subconsciously knew that time that I always wanted to do something with languages slash book related right because i because i was a bookworm well i'm still i am still a bookworm (laughs) anyway (laughs) but uh that time when i was a kid you know i i I was in a first 
first prize, every kind of first prize, there was my name on the local library, the best yeah. reader of the month, blah, 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 bang on, bang on, they didn't change it for, for a year. It's <laughs> <laughs> almost like employee for the month for 12 months. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I, 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 I knew. it three times since with the same pitch. So I always knew, I always knew that I wanted to do this. And, you know, when I did the interpreting classes, right now I've got the path, I know what to do. Yeah. You know, I've got my certificate in uh, public, you can see, public you can interpreting. You feel like you're passionate about yeah. it as yeah. well, because you're helping your fellow countrymen as well, aren't exactly. you? Exactly. You know I mean? So, you know, it's level level three for me right now, so I can do all those uh, medical, police, uh, court yeah. interpreting uh, yeah. for, for the people, but I want to go further, I want to go level six, yeah, you know, to do the written translations, uh, yeah. and then level seven to do, like, a conference, uh, yeah. like, in the United Nations or whatever. Yeah. Sky's yeah. the fucking limit, right? Yeah, why Like not? John Lennon said. Uh, and the only the only thing is that I wish I could do it earlier. I wish I could realize I could do it earlier. Yeah, yeah. Because I, then I would have more time. But yeah, I'm still relatively young. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, and that's the, that's what that's the passion. So in regards to that, is that just a case of doing what you're doing now, and then once you've qualified at a certain level, you, you just go on to the next one. Is that just a progressive thing that you're doing, or have you got a plan to? to try and like basically jump up as, as, as high as possible as soon as possible i know you said that it's going to take longer than what it you takes and take, it takes time it takes yeah. time because level 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 three was a 12-week course yeah uh for the interpreters uh which was fine because i was uh i got the job as an interpreter just before my final exam yeah. So that was kind of a risk by the agency, but they were very satisfied with my background, uh, yeah. you know, of the translations, of the written translations. Obviously, I can't do the the medical documents now. Yeah. Because I don't have the qualifications, the required qualifications, which yeah. is level six. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I can see my path, and level six is like the academic year. Yeah. To do it, and you can go either medical or legal. Yeah. Uh, right. To to work on it, but I wanted to do both. So basically, yeah. it will take me additional two years yeah. to work over it, and then level seven. But once you get the qualifications, I mean, if you, if you sign for 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 the academic year to do it, yeah, you can already apply for better job, for better money job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, which obviously gives you better rates. Yeah. Because right now I've got like a basic rates for, for yeah. the interpreters, but it's still better money than you know regular office job. Yeah. I used to do, <laughs> uh, and I and I feel more 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 valuable to be honest because yeah. uh, especially with with the situations uh, i remember clearly two situations i had uh one was in southport i was taken on saturday yeah could you urgently go to southport because we've got a patient on the a e so i was like okay i can be there let's say within an hour because i'm still using the bloody public transport for that uh, so I can be there within an hour, and they were said they said no problem. What uh, what would you like to be paid? I, was, I, don't, I don't know. You know, usual, usual rate is eighteen twenty per per uh, per hour. So I was like, yeah, eighteen twenty, that'll do. Because when I saw A and E, I was I was already okay. Someone needs help. Actually. Yeah. So yeah. you know, I basically I didn't care about money, right? Yeah. I wanted to have so this person. The papers of, of so yeah, they, they, they doubled the rate and uh, I went to Southport and they said, okay, so we've got a patient. We tried to do the telephone interpreting twice, but it didn't work out. Uh, and yeah, I think she has psychosis. Right. Wow. So yeah, well, that'll be fun, <laughs> right? So I went there and I said to her, hello, I'm, I'm, your, I'm your interpreter for today. And she was like, 
Oh, your face. I saw your face. <laughs> I was like, okay. I started to think, okay, that's, that's going to be fun. Are you good to be saying anything like this just to be on the record? Without, yeah, without yeah. any, you know, without any personalities. I was, yes. was going to yeah, say, yeah, yeah because it goes nice, on man. Spotify. And yeah, I just want to be Without any personalities. But yeah, she was like, yeah, I, I, I recognize your face. I saw you in the Nazi uniform. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> So that was challenging, right? Because because wow. you couldn't because you couldn't really take everything. And you know, my role yeah. as an interpreter is to follow the code of conduct. So I always interpret in the first person. Yeah. yeah. So no matter what the person says, yeah, I interpret. Yeah. If the person you know mm-hmm. swears a lot yeah. towards the other other party, yeah, I have to do it. Yeah. So for instance, with the with the police interpreting, it's exactly the same. If I've got a criminal. And he's swearing or she's swearing, you know, oh, fuck the police, blah, blah, blah. So I have to say everything. What <laughs> is that? Fuck the police. He's and like, no, you're, you're, you're just said, fuck the police. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, you, have, you have to, to put, make it as natural as possible. Have, yeah. no, you have to put wow. the emotions. That's what I said yeah. uh, in uh, during the classes, when I had the classes, that, you know, being an interpreter is like being an actor. Yeah. Because yeah. you have to act like great. this person. Yeah. You have to act you have to show all those emotions in your voice. Yeah. Especially with the telephone interpreting, that's yeah. pretty hard yeah. to do. If the person screams, you have to scream to, to, to the other party. So basically, <laughs> you know, I'm screaming to the phone. <laughs> and, but it's just like, ah, she's yeah. like, ah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's how it works. Have you got to do it word for word? Why is that? Just so uh, you can capture all the conversation. No, you, have, you, have to, you have to put as much as possible yeah. because sometimes word to word interpreting doesn't make sense. So you yeah. have to put the full content yeah engage yeah yeah That's but nice, but yeah. it's fun i really like it because you know like you said it's not only me helping others but uh, you know i feel vulnerable yeah. uh, very valuable for that uh and with that mental health unit which i was in southport and then uh, another mental health which i went to this this week mm. i had a really nice uh, comment after 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 the session from yeah. from the doctor he wrote a comment that I was, you know, punctual and effective. I was very supportive both mm. for the patient and for, for the staff. So, you know, it's something which builds your confidence. Yeah. And the good thing with that job is that you have to expect the unexpected. That's what I say. Yeah. Expect the unexpected because every single goddamn day is different. Mm. You can go to the uh, pregnancy scan and you have to act like a pregnant woman. Yeah. But then you go to the <laughs> mental health unit and the end, you finish at the police station. <laughs> so you have to be prepared for everything, right? It's just imagine Brad Hope sat at like a scan. <laughs> and his belly out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, it's my, it's my... I had too much dinner. <laughs> oh, like your, your fucking belly's rumbling or something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> sitting in a, in, in a police cell next to some criminal. Uh-huh. Going, when do I get my phone call? <laughs> <laughs> Can I speak to my lawyer? Yeah. Because <laughs> you gotta act like them. <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got nice attorney, strong. <laughs> <laughs> Are we innocent or? <laughs> or what? Yeah. Did we do by, it? By the, by the... He stood there like that with his hands out, ready to be arrested. No, but yeah. with uh, I know it might sound dehumanizing at some point, but uh, when we had those classes and we talked about difficult situations, yeah, like for yeah. for example, the asylum situations when uh, there was a scenario when there was a woman from one of the uh, countries, yeah. she, came to, she came to England mm. and they realized that she was raped by her, by her husband, the children saw that, so you have to wow. interpret in that, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you've got a very difficult situation which puts your emotions 
to the sky this high, is, yeah. right? And how you react? And I was like, uh, yeah. Uh, in my opinion, I think you have just to look on this person and don't think it's human. Yeah, that's what I said. And you know, the tutor, everyone was shocked for for the reason why I said said, said that, but. It worked for me for for this men, uh, mental health patient which I went to. Yeah. Because I already knew that she was acting, you know, unresponsible. Yeah. Uh, very with with disrespect. So, so basically, basically, I, I switched off yeah, with the emotions. And whenever I looked on her, I just saw a pound sign because that was my money. Yeah. So I know yeah, it, just, I know it sounds just brutal. become a computer. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what yeah. you're saying because if you get attached to anything like that, or or yeah, or if. You know, because you, you, you're you going to get situations like that probably yeah. more often than not, Absolutely. mate. And yeah. I personally think you've done the right thing because if you do sort of, like, get emotionally attached or involved... No, you with, can't. With it, you can't you because... Can't. No, it's Because then it affects you over the long run, then. Yeah. Right? Do you know what I mean? But... And then you're the one getting an interpreter to an no. asylum because you're know the so, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's affected you I remember that, that after, after that meeting, I came back home... And we were about to play the mon- Monopoly with our neighbors. Mm. And I couldn't focus. I was just mentally drained after that. Uh, but then I s- slept over it at the yeah. follow- following day. And I was like, okay, come on. It's part Plus of your job. job part yeah. of your job. And you've got your code of conduct, yeah. which you have to uh, follow by. So, like you said, emotions off. Yeah. No matter happens, your emotions off. You are acting for this person to yeah. help this person. Yeah. But you can't attach. Yeah. And... Right now, since I'm getting more and more uh, different situations, I'm, yeah. I'm like that. And even if I if I go sometimes for the same person, again and again and again, yeah. I already knew. For example, for the Liverpool City Council for the child uh, services or uh, you know social care. Yeah, you know this person already because you've been there. You spoke to to this person, and even this person is asking you for the advices. No, you can't. It's code of conduct. Yeah, yeah. The interpreter is impartial. <clears throat> And cannot give the advice. Yeah, and that's that's how it works. It's also no no matter nobody who it is. For example, I if Louisa will get pregnant, I will not be able to interpret for her, yeah. even if I'm the interpreter, the qualified interpreter. Yeah, because that's against the code of conduct. Absolutely, Family yeah. and friends they can't interpret. Well, what's that word called when you? It's it's almost like an. Um, I'm sure you just show any sort of bias. That's it. Like, it's like a bias yeah. thing, and it? Yeah, yeah. And obviously, you've got to be there as well. Conflict of interest, sorry. Yeah, yeah, conflict of interest, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we had it. Conflict of interest. And it's just the case, isn't it? Obviously, you're there to help the person who you're interpreting, you know, who's got the language barrier. Yeah. But you're there to obviously help the the people who are with, you know, also, to so the doctors yeah, or yeah, whoever yeah. you need to speak to, you know. You're, you're there to help them as well, because... Yeah. And at the, at the end of the day, it's you... To get the money for, yeah. so you have to do your best. Yeah. For for example, I spoke with a couple of the patients, and after after the appointment, they were like, "Oh, thank you very much for for your interpretation. You did really well. I really really thank you for that." Which yeah. basically builds you up again. Yeah. But then they say, "Cause you know what? Last time I had the interpreter, and he or she she was constantly playing with her phone." It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> come on, you come here to help the person. Because that's your contract to do it, yeah. to do your job. You like and you, and you're just sitting like, for example, I would be there and yeah, we are talking and I was like, yeah, I'm checking just my be, phone. It'll just be like you doing that yeah. now while we were here. Yeah. Or vice versa. Come on, it's yeah. unprofessional, it's really unprofessional. So I was like, 
I got confused that time when uh, when the lady told me about you know previous interpreter and I was like but what can what can I do? I just have to show my professional professionalism yeah. all the time and that's just that's why I work because mm. in a, just before obviously because we into the end yeah. you know what I want to touch on um, just a, a bit of positivity even though it's been you know long winded very long winded yeah. you mentioned it before we started recording you get married yeah um, yeah so just uh, just. Let us know that, just a bit about the journey because it's it's not come easy, has it? And you've still got congratulations. Uh, thanks, mate. <laughs> you've still got a, a long way to go because it's it's been a long time coming, hasn't it? Yeah, a long time. Uh, me, Louise, and me actually we decided to get married. Uh, all irony, on the Jersey Dude Expert Day, I proposed to her, twenty <laughs> third of March. Uh, it just it just happens to land that in there. Yeah, yeah. Jersey do that. I really mad I remember that. But yeah, that was the Liverpool legends against uh, AC Milan yeah. legends two years ago. Yeah. Uh, so we went to the hotel. We went. We met with the players that time. Luis, I'm at Jersey for the first time. That was his brother, you know, Stevie Gerrard, Dalglish, mm. all of the guys. And uh, after the game, we had a little party, and yeah, we started to talk, to talk more about our relationship. And that was like three a.m. in the morning in, in bed, and I just realized, you know what? Fuck it, Louisa, will you marry without any oh, any ring, etc.? And she said yes that oh. time. So we started to plan it. Uh, then we went to Poland uh, for her birthday uh, in September two thousand yeah. two thousand nineteen. So we then told her parents that we got engaged yeah so her mom she started to you know already plan everything so yeah we said okay we want to do it within two years or something because uh, we want to get plans properly and her mom was why not do it in next year so you know september 2019 and she was like why not do it next year 2020 and we were like yeah okay whatever mm. so we started to, to plan it and we wanted to have it last year uh, 2020 in august but obviously because of the coronavirus yeah we had to postpone it because uh, yeah most of our families are in poland yeah. you know a couple of friends from liverpool it would be better for them to fly to poland yeah. Yeah. rather for everyone yeah yeah uh, to come to liverpool but yeah our plans got fucked because of the virus yeah uh, so we had to postpone it we postponed <laughs> it for for this year uh for 18th of January, uh, sorry, 18th of June. Uh, but again, a few weeks later, sorry, a few weeks earlier, we spoke about it and we said, no, we have to postpone it again mm. in Poland. But we can do like a little ceremony here yeah. in Liverpool uh, to sort you know, the paperwork. So we we decided to do it. And yeah, we are going actually today to register office to put the, oh, all the papers oh, yeah. and finally put the stamp on yeah. it. Yeah. If so you yeah. Like the day, I don't even know. And, that, the, and the good thing is, I, I will remember the date because it will be just after Jersey. eight days after my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all done birthday related, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's funny that you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's, that's the thing. And then once it will be safe to go, yeah. we're gonna do the proper then wedding. Then you get the, Poland, proper, yeah. the proper the proper yeah. underway with, with everyone yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. that'll be fantastic. We're gonna we're gonna do the renewal again. Like you know, you go to Vegas, you're getting married in Vegas, then you come back home, and yeah, let's do the renewal. Yeah, so that's yeah. what we will do. We're yeah, getting married in Liverpool. And... Yeah, chapel wedding. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Another song just went into me. Yeah. Oh, I can say, you know, I think it's been a great talk. I, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's, it's been, been a pleasure. You know, 
Well done, that, like, I've only met you today, and that, yeah. you know, I think what you've done and what you're doing, Billions, yeah, keep it going, and you know, all the best for in the future. Thank you, and, thank you, and yeah, all the best for you guys, because yeah, you're doing an amazing job, and I want to hear more and more in the media. The thing, the the topics you are talking about, these are the very important topics nowadays, yeah. especially for us men. Yeah. Because I know from my point of view, from how I was grown up, yeah, how hard and how stubborn we are to yeah. go to the doctor to do anything. You know, my, my dad used to say that if it hurts me, that's okay because I'm alive. Yeah. No, that it doesn't work like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So right now I'm learning, I'm teaching my dad. Yeah, how to talk about his emotions. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm, I'm, I'm to good. do the same. Yeah. It's well, the whole family are in regards to my dad. You know, he's very reserved in his, you know, for coming yeah. off his mental health and things like that. So yeah, but again, just to recap, um, you, you mentioned earlier about you know just a bit bits of advice, but just to finalise and summarise the podcast, any advice that you've got to anyone regarding mental health, what would you, what would what would you recommend and what would you advise? I would recommend. First of all, don't be afraid to talk about your emotions. Yeah. Find someone someone you could talk in confidence. Yeah. And just discuss it. Even if, if they if it will let you to go to the doctors afterwards or not. But if you start to talk in it, you're doing a massive step. Yeah. To improve your life. Yeah. And second of all, um, yeah, I will recommend uh, Professor Peter's book to, to read it because, like I said, this book changed my life. So. Chimp Paradox by Professor Peters. We'll put, we'll put that up when we, when we advertise the, the podcast post. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll put that detail on just so that and just people and where people can access it. Yeah. Just obviously because we've discussed it. It's definitely yeah. something you recommend. We'll definitely put that out there as, yeah. as a form of support. So. And yeah, support Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need yeah. that. At <laughs> the Redmen. But yeah, yeah. guys, that's it. I've got nothing left to add to that. I think thank you for coming on, obviously, Rado. My pleasure. And it's just I've I've had a laugh today. That's uh, put me in good spirits, especially for obviously the interview coming up later, mate, with the BBC. But I that's definitely put me in good spirits, and what a really interesting chat. Yeah, I've got. I feel like I've got to know you a little bit more. Yeah, I do, and that's the beauty of it. That's the that's the beauty of those shows and the thing you're doing. So yeah, thank you very much. No worries, no worries. Never walk alone. Yeah, exactly. Yes, playing around. Cheers, guys. We hope you've enjoyed it. Take care. Evening, afternoon, guys. This is a little impromptu episode uh, by me and David. Um, we're just going to be talking, going off topic a little bit today. Well, not off topic because it's still it's it's something that helps massively, isn't it, mate? With like mental health and stuff. Yeah. Um, we're just going to be talking about nature, how that helps, how that you know not 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 only just helps you physically but mentally as well. I was looking up before day and it, and it's like. Whenever, whenever you get into nature, especially like scenic views and stuff, mate, it, I read that it like it helps like reduce anger, stress, yeah, um, and it gives you like that feel good thing. So yeah, that that's what we're gonna touch on today, guys. Um, but yeah, what what's your thoughts around it? Just if we just want to jump into it quickly, it's it's you know the, me and you we 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 always like getting outside and yeah. go for walks, going for runs and stuff like that. Um, You've seen what it's like for me, like exercise as well. Yeah. But especially outdoors, it, it doesn't half help. Because um, when we go for like our runs or whatever, like we have a laugh, don't we? Yeah, we have yeah. A walk. We, have a bit, we have good conversations, good, yeah. good chat uh, about like just, we could be talking about, you know, mental health, could be talking about, you know, uh, family things, yeah. uh, relationships, <clears throat> stuff like that. 
or we could just completely go random just, like, <laughs> just be yeah. just shouting random things yeah. in this, in this I hate when, when we are running and we are laughing you just, I tend to lose my breath a lot yeah, <laughs> yeah you do you just count your steps and you're just like <laughs> Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it though isn't it and, and obviously like we say it, it has that physical benefits definitely but that's just obviously like with the running and that um, and, and with walking it releases that endorphins that serotonin <laughs> <laughs> yeah no <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I nearly lost my way then. But yeah, it, it releases the endorphins, the serotonin and stuff like that. So again, it's it's them them natural chemicals that it's releasing, isn't yeah. it, and stuff. And and like you're saying, when you're out and for me the other day, I went I went a walk, I went for a walk along Otters Pool, and it was just I think I put a picture on Instagram. It was just the way the sun was sitting low and bouncing off yeah. the river, amazing. And it was, it was, it just looked big in the yeah. sky. Do you know what I mean? Especially when I took the photo, and you just look, you're looking at it, and it can be a little bit blindsided, a little bit, and obviously you're squinting and stuff. But you look at it, and it, and it's them thing. It's we touched on that, like the feel good factor. That's when like appreciation starts kicking in. I think, and and it's them moments. I think as well. I, I I've, I've thought to myself loads of times. It's them moments that you're in. You appreciate. You can take. You can bring yourself back yeah. to that moment, yeah. and you can take things in, and, and you know you can appreciate your life. It, it, it's not. It's not. It's it's a short one. Live sometimes. You yeah. just don't know Definitely. that the next day to the next. So do you know what I mean? That's what I like. Like when I when I tend to go for the walks, what I get out of it is is like you said the scene and stuff like that. But I just like when it's cold. You yeah. up when it's dead cold, and you just you know. It puts that big bit of shock in your lungs and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. And it it, it kind of like that. That's like what gets my endorphins going. But like, I like it when we do the go and do it like down the pier head and stuff. Yeah. Where we're going into like the city centre where it's the hustle and bustle of Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. But like at the time that we go when it's dark, it's and quiet. It's just and it's just lit up. And it's literally just quiet. Pins up. <laughs> yeah. And then it's just like. And you walk, put people are walking past you having a conversation, and as they're walking past, you're going, yeah, yeah, and it's one of them, you know, when you walk past someone, and you just stop what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like having a conversation, and I, you know, you notice all that, but it's, it's a thing of as well, just getting away from the hustle and bustle, and, and I always say they. The, the, the overload of lifestyle. Being aware as well, I think, with you just saying that then, about yeah. like the the passing of people yeah. and stuff, obviously, I know what you mean, that's, that's that funny, you don't want anyone listening into your yeah, conversation. You feel, like just, you feel like the three words are going to say going past them, they're going to know gonna your story, yeah. yeah. <laughs> know I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> but like, it just, it brings, I think it brings that like awareness back, I think, yeah. definitely, and like you say, it brings you back to the present moment. <laughs> um, but I, I I like the, just the, the escapism of it because I would say there's the, the overload of the awesome bustle of a yeah. normal lifestyle. Yeah. If you can give yourself an hour just to get away from it you all, need to. keep away from your phone, unless you know you're taking in the scenery, take a few pictures, yeah. and appreciate what's around you. Definitely. Um, and doing that, like I said, keep away off, keep off your phone for a bit, and um, just give yourself some some headspace and some time to just. You know, just exhale and, and yeah. think about you know what, what's going on around you because yeah. you, you know they say your life passes when you're, when you're getting older. Exactly. And stuff like that. But like, if you give yourself that opportunity to just sit and think about you know what's going on in your life, and yeah. that. it is it is a struggle sometimes, and I, I've I've struggled in the past myself personally where 
where I haven't been able to sit down. And a lot of people can re- could probably relate to this, where your mind's constantly going 100 miles an hour. I think that's standard anyway. Where I've always wanted to, when I've, when I've been on this journey and I'm at where I am now mentally, um, I think it's been like, I've always wanted just that luxury of of sitting down with a nice cup of tea, watching the telly. Mm. I've never, ever, like, caught, kind of been able to do that years ago, and now I can. Yeah. I've told you, haven't I? I love nothing more now than sitting on, in the living room, feet up on the table, yeah. and just watching the telly, having a bit of food, and then going to bed. Years ago, I used to get, like, FOMO. I couldn't do anything like that yeah. at all. Yeah. And now, you've almost got to force yourself into doing that, break them yeah. old habits, yeah. because you're never going to learn or grow. That, that's yeah. my personal yeah. opinion. I mean, that, it, it is, it's just gives you that, that sense of time, you know, whether you're going on, you've got doing stuff on your own or yeah. with someone, you know, sometimes there's always have to be, if someone just, you've got it to go, if you've got it in you to go and do it, have a walk yourself. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, maybe put some music on and, and just get that escapism. Um, there's other aspects as well in regards to being outdoors and stuff like I've mentioned, doing something like, you know, like group walks, you know, doing like mountains or camping. Yeah. Um, and I've touched on it why I wanted to do like a, a camping theme, but doing it like um, <laughs> old school. Yeah, yeah. Um, but where, do you know where you, you've got minimalistic tools and that? Um, <laughs> 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 you've got minimalistic tools and you've got no, no resources, um, just like, you just make do with what you've got yeah. and you appreciate yeah. it. And it takes it again, takes it away from that hustle and bustle of real yeah. life. Do you know what I mean? Where everything's, you know, you've got all your gadgets. You've got. I love doing Snowden, man. You've got like literally six hours of, of no signal on your yeah. phone, and like you get up early of the morning, you do it through the day, you come back down, and and I, I love it, me, and and obviously your your phone's pinging, pinging, but like you say, you you appreciate round, yeah. What you know, you take your phone out, you take pictures and things, and and obviously you're gonna take views of that view yeah. when you're up at in Snowden, yeah. especially when it's a clear day, and it's I I think there's not more sort of I don't know is revitalizing the word yeah, or like yeah. energizing yeah, yeah, and just yeah. doing that, concentrating on that. It's it's being present. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's what that, I touched on. So like physical. Yeah, as well. Demanding. It's it's so rewarding on your body and you feel you it's a mixed like yeah. million pounds, yeah. you know what I mean? Um and that's why I think it'd be it'd be good to just say do stuff like that. Uh, like I said, the, the camping side where maybe me just do it, just go out in the sticks and just see how we do yeah. uh, without crying. <laughs> um, I know my dad, my dad always wants to do stuff like that. My dad used to be in the army and he always says, We'll go camping, we'll go we'll go and camp on Snowden and I'm yeah. like, Dad, I'm pretty sure you need like a guide or something. He's like, nah, nah, nah you'll be fine. He used to make his abseil off hell bricks, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but that was the stuff that <laughs> But that was the stuff that like it was enjoyable and like it, that it went when I do stuff like that, it, it does take me yeah. back. I've loved camping. You know I mean? I, I've, I've I've done it from a young age, I love doing all that. Um but I think as well sometimes it, you know, I've I've been camping with the um with the luxury where we get it the electric hook, we get so we get hooked up to electricity and we took everything out of the house. <laughs> Down to Cornwall, we had tellies, that'd be PlayStation. That's clamping, innit, yeah. man? <laughs> it was. You started the trend yeah, back then, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, literally, the car would be shocking. Yeah. And I've got, I've got, like I said, my PlayStation. I go, I go to the car boot sale in Cornwall, get some games, and I'd be playing on PlayStation. The car boot sale. And watching DVDs and that. Yeah. Whereas, 
you know, what I want to do is just get like a sheet and two sticks. Yeah. <laughs> and just lie there and just a little fire. It changes just, as you, you know, get older, doesn't it, lad? Yeah. That, that, it's that, that appreciation factor, I think, with, with all that. I'm I, I, working in the... Um, when I worked in uh, <laughs> secondary school, um, we done the... I was one of the, like, it was like a teaching assistant that I was and do it the, the year 11 or year 10, mm. I can't remember what it was. They were doing the Duke of Edinburgh Awards and they had to go and do, they had to do map reading yeah. in like groups and they had to find their way to the, the campsite and they had to set up their own camp. Uh, they had to cook their own meal and they had to um, try, uh, help start a fire kind of thing. Uh, so that was dead good because that was like leaving them. We to can start the fire. <laughs> I don't even know why that's like. Sorry, my God. That was just tickling your head. Yeah, it was. I'm going. Yeah, they fired me. But then, and and that was their good. That made me. That that was again just teaching them how to be minimalistic and things like that. Um, Even though while they were cooking the food and us as teachers, we just dropped down to the. Chippy, get, get a little baby now, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, th- th- there was that, but then there's also as well, again, but that, like the same about walking, yeah. doing like snowden and stuff, doing it in like, groups and then getting to the top with our flask having a brew and just, well, I can't because I get migraines. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just having a, a big, you know, like group chat, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Pass the stone and whoever's got the stone can talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, I know what you mean, and like, it's, it, 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 I feel like I say, I feel like a kid again, and but when I'm doing it now, either on my own or like with a friend, like like you say, we've done and I've done it with me, me mates Adam and and like, it's, it is, it's, it's nice and you can appreciate it, and you just sat there you're looking around, you're taking deep breaths every now and again and stuff, and yeah. it doesn't even have to be like you don't even have to go to like Wales and go and climb. Snowden or yeah. gone go to Scotland. There's loads of beautiful places around Liverpool. Yeah, sometimes like um not even so, I mean nature, right, but I still think like what do you say it was like um the rural areas, no the the you or the, the urban areas the, Yeah, the, yeah. The concrete jungles, which just buildings <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. It's it like a and ruins kind of thing. Yeah, even just like a run, like a run down stage yeah. where it's there quiet stuff, but you can see like the art, yeah, of, like graffiti art, stuff yeah. like that. Taking stuff in like that because I see that as nature. Because even though it's, it was built, it was built by man, but I'm you know man's nature. So I know what you're saying. Stuff. I know what you've got. Yeah, um, and just taking in something sort of the rural areas yeah. and stuff like that. That can sometimes I think be good. It's almost poetic, and I said yeah. this to someone the other day, like taking like doing photography and things like that. It's of like yeah, nature, it is almost poetic, I yeah, think, and yeah. when you do look at it like that, and if you can have that, like adapt that mindset yeah. with that, and like obviously coming from a city that we come from, in the sense of, I feel like sometimes it can be that materialistic, obviously yeah. I'll be honest, um, and, and that's okay, that's not a problem, but I reckon, obviously I think that's where the problem lies sometimes, where people do struggle with like mental health and, and things like that, but yeah, it's... Um, yeah, sorry, I keep interrupting you. You would never say that if you were in a book, would you? I'll have a Jaeger. Oh, sorry for interrupting you there. I'm going to try that next. 
it's all right when you've had a, when you've had a skin full and you're just talking over me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Can I just stop you there? I'm so sorry. But, but um, but yeah, no. Yeah, it's just getting out there. And like I say, regardless of the weather, sometimes I prefer the cold weather. Dry, cold but dry. Mm. Or like foggy. Yeah. I just like, I like that environment. I like the cold. And, 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 and would you prefer, would you prefer the cold or the warm? If you had to pick, would you uh, like go for the cold? In regards to, in regards to the yeah, warm, yeah, if you want. the cold. Yeah. All day when it's it, foggy. It's refreshing, isn't it? Yeah. I it is. I mean, don't get me wrong, I wouldn't mind doing a nice to go on the beach and let them out or something, you know what I mean? Um, Sand between your toes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just to do a massive, just to itch your Crunch. feet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and just uh, and sleeping on, on a nice cocktail and yes. stuff, you know. Um, but that's, that's your holiday mode, but we, we have to make do with what we've got here. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you have got to go and when it's letting down with me. Yeah. And, Stuff like that, you know, just making sure it's prepared. Like we went, went for a walk to me and chill walk with, with your kid and... That's it? Oh, uh, God, that was a time, wasn't it? just walking and like, we'll have a nice walk and we'll go into the, the woods and stuff and chill walk and we'll have a little glance at the, the audio cassette and all <laughs> stuff like that. And then we just see the farm as it, not a farmer, but it's not a farm, it's chill walk. <laughs> just a fella doing Some well, fella leading sheep. <laughs> Where you going, Jerusalem? <laughs> yeah. Following that star, Kevin. <laughs> been chasing these for about six hours now. <laughs> Didn't know why we all assumed that farmers are pirates. And I that know. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like we seen that fellow with the dog, and he had wet big wellies on, and, yeah. and, his, and his little walking stick, and, his, um, and he's just like looking at us, and I have bright white chainies on. He's just looked at me and went, good luck with that. I was like, yeah. I'll be fine. And then Next the just <laughs> slowly sinking into the mud. Come back, I had to, uh, had to post my socks in a random person's letterbox. It was the most thing. But no, that and that. But that was even a That's laugh. the beauty of it, isn't it? I suppose, like getting out in nature and getting stung by nettles. Yeah, <laughs> that's, just, just, <laughs> that's it. And that, you know, getting your boots muddy, getting your trainees muddy, whatever it is, it's. And I suppose there's a point. Well, I'm not. I suppose there's there's a point to what we're saying as well. Even though there's been laughter throughout this, um, there's a point to what we're saying. It just brings you back to the moment and yeah. to the now and yeah. and to the. You know, and to appreciate and, and fill yourself with gratitude. And, yeah. And it, I think it's just more of like, count, I, th- I think I, I always count, I try, I'm trying to learn now to count with blessings. That's something that I have, yeah. I've never ever done. And like, out of like so many sort of millions of people that, you know, are born or, or were brought into this world, it's like, wow, lucky, do you know what yeah. I mean? And like, if you can go out there and do that, think about that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's, I think personally it slowly helps. Yeah. It's like me um my dad I remember when, you know, he was he was, you know, slowly coming out of um coming out of hospital and things like that. Yeah. You know, we had this he had this tour, what he wanted to do was um start at like a fishing club. Yeah. But it was it was not one of them ones, you know, just like a car fishing, you like sea fishing, but just getting a group of people who just wanna get out, mm. who even if they've never fished before, just going out and just doing it just to Go and take in some, you know, the sea air and, and, and fishing and things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, I know what you mean. <laughs> but um, it never materialised, and um, I think that's something else that I, I might want to look into as well. So that, you know, get, that's good. Get that. me involved with because he's dying to do it. He's yeah. dying just to go fishing and things yeah. like that. So that'd be something that I definitely want to try and look into because 
again it is it's just it's just a case of just sitting there just and I'm just watching, just looking out and I'm, I'm waiting for you the tip of your heart to twitch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um but yeah. Oh, it's shot and beautiful saying it's just shot and funny yeah. yet again. Oh, no, I love it's it. Just poetic, actually, <laughs> <laughs> it's just got a poetic The artistic poetic yeah. mole like morph off the yeah. BBC. <laughs> Oh, I need to reel it in. Like. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> no, but um, I think I think we've covered quite a lot there. Yeah, I think? I, yeah I think it was just it was just a little short that she might go over just yeah. getting out. And I recommend it definitely to anyone. Just go and get out there. Um, yeah. <laughs> go and get out and have a walk, have, have a run. Um, even if you just go for a walk somewhere and sit on a bench and read a book, so yeah. anything, just... Go and take in the fresh air, that, yeah. well, whatever fresh air you can get in Liverpool. <laughs> um, Minus the CO2. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just stay away from the big tall factory pipes and stuff down the you know. Um, yeah. Stay away from Greasy Mark. Yeah. I'm only messing with that. It's a jag weather. <laughs> no, but that, that's, that's why we just wanted to come on and obviously, you know, we'll give you a little sneak peek of the new layout. Uh, we made up. We've been working hard behind the scenes with everything, and obviously, you know, as everyone knows, Dave's going to be taking over um, with the guests. He's putting his own new spin on it, new look. Um, so yeah, just new obviously, yeah. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> new feel, new content, new everything, new yeah. Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, that's I just. I just want to follow on there just before we wrap it up with what Dave's just said about. You know, just getting out and just trying to do your best you can, even if sometimes you are feeling low and down. And they're the, they're the moments where you need to just really dig deep in your mind and drag yourself out of bed. Yeah. It's not even a case of going to the gym, sticking to your targets, throw them out the window yeah. for the day uh, or even for a week. doesn't matter as long as you try and get yourself up, out, yeah. and do something, take in, take a deep breath, and yeah. then just start again the next day. Yeah, and sometimes it is... Some- Worthwhile, just having a bit of you time as well. Uh, by all means, we, we, we encourage communication and things. Yeah. Sometimes you do need to take a step back and just have a little think for yourself and uh, give yourself some you time. So, yeah, just that was just a little discussion that we wanted to have, have and have you listen to. And, yeah. you know, you can relate to it yourselves. And we just want, we want, just want you to enjoy the outdoors as well. So, yeah, nice one, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Nice one, Lee. Cheers, Dave. Thank you, Dave.